are now, which is quite nice. Which is uh, at least he's sitting comfortably, you know. Yeah. Space, the oh, final oh. frontier. These are the voyages of the USS Adequate, our continuing mission until we are cancelled and replaced by something far superior. To review every Star Trek episode and movie in existence. To seek out new guests and make them incredibly uncomfortable. To boldly go where most Star Trek related YouTube shows have gone before. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, ladies, gentlemen, treks and trekkers. Every alien race in the known universe. I am Captain Goodwill and I am joined as ever by my rather wonderful, handsome, Geesian from the planet Honk co-host, science officer, Sinoid. Yep. Welcome, planet honk. Planet honk. Planet, the, the planet honk. It has to be pronounced like that. I'm afraid it's you know it's, it's an insult <laughs> to my culture. If, if you don't, it's like I'm a Gisian from the planet honk. Welcome to this week's episode of Trekking Up North with our special guest from the Shuttle Pod Show, all the way in them's United States of those Americas, California, Los Angeles, Mr. Mark Cartier. Good after no. Hello. Good morning, sir. <laughs> good morning. It's still the morning here. Yes. <laughs> He's day drinking. Both. We're evening drinking. Oh, yeah, hey, it's not even day drinking. It's like morning drinking. This is like this is like the start of a good day. It's more like brunch <laughs> drink. It's brunch drink. It's brunch. It's okay. acceptable. It's fine. fine. Acceptable drink. Yes. That's a new indie band. Acceptable brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Acceptable brunch. Welcome one and all to our brand new, rather handsome layout for trekking up north that our cult leader Paul has lovingly constructed with blood, sweat, and many tears. Um, and Photoshop. And yeah, I actually Photoshop. think Photoshop was the key bit. Actually, <laughs> yes. Um, this is our brand new sexy layout, and you may have noticed I'm not in uniform this week. Why would that be? Oh, that's right. <laughs> We're on shore leave. We're on the planet's riser. <laughs> this week, the planet, my bedroom, and my parents' house. Wow. <laughs> First of all, it's not my parents' house, but yes, it is a bedroom. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're just squatting, Goodwill. I'm squatting. Yes. Who knows who it is? They don't know I'm here. Shush. It's Middlesbrough. It's practically the purge everywhere. <laughs> How? I love. I love though that obviously we've got Mark Cartier from the Shuttlepod show here, and you've just nicked treks and trekkers for the intro. And we're just like, no, we'll just have that. Thanks. You know, take that. Well. All the lovelies from the Shuttlepod show are here, as well as our lovely regulars in the chat. I don't know if you've noticed, we've got the... Oh, wow, look at all these people. We've got oh, Nina! We've got Brian, we've got Nina, we've got... Yeah. We've got someone called Mark Cartier, believe That's in me, that, that's me. Is that you? Oh, um, wow, okay. That's me. That's yeah. revelation. <laughs> we've got Becca, we've got Beth, we've got the very handsome Lee. Hello, Daddy, who's having a passion fruit martini. Oof. Um, hello, one and all. If you are new, honestly, we are a lot more composed than this normally. But hey, we're on Riser. We're on Shore Leave. We are here to review a, a very special episode, guys. We are here to review Star Trek The Next Generation's Season 3, Episode 19, Captain's Holiday. But first and foremost, we have to get this out of the way. How are you all? 
You just got are you talking to us? Yes, yes. <laughs> are you talking to the chat? I thought it's you were talking me. to the chat. Uh, you know, the chat's over here. Sorry, I, I've got this. I've got the sunglasses on. I'm sorry, I can't make passionate well, eye you, contact. Mark, you, you, before we started filming, you dashed off to see if you could get a cocktail, didn't you? And then I there's... did. I did. There's a. I'm. I'm right on Venice Beach, uh, on the water here, the beautiful South Pacific in Southern California, or North Pacific in Southern California. And uh, the building next to us has a very famous beachside bar, and they have a very famous Mai Tai. Mm. And uh, I ran over there to get a Mai Tai, and when I got in the door, the place was packed. And it turns out uh, everyone's drinking because a hurricane's coming. <laughs> so they're all trying to get drunk before the hurricane gets here. There is nothing more that. American than getting drunk for a hurricane. <laughs> This will make it better, you know. But I love the idea, though, that you were scared that you were going to go in and be, like, looked at weirdly because you're like, hi, I know it's, like, 10 a.m., but can I have a Mai Tai, please? And then instead, everyone's mortal. And you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. That's the the most crowded I've ever seen it. It just reminds me of that gif of the fellow with uh, an American flag just stood in his driveway just begging the hurricane to come at him. And I'm just like... Challenging the hurricane. Yeah. Standing up to it. Bring it on, bro! bro. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if the hurricane were American, it would understand. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Does this hurricane have a name? Or have they just named it the hurricane? Hillary. It's called Hillary. Hillary. Is it? (laughs) What are emails? (laughs) The the memes have been kind of amazing. But her emails are like. Oh, it actually says USS Adequate on your. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> I have to say, I've said this before. I am a big fan of your show, so I'm really glad to be. Oh, back. why? It's, uh, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good to have you back. Because you guys I, love Star Trek, and you have fun talking about it. Oh, we have the best. <laughs> we are fun. very silly. But I, I love that, like, this is the episode we get you back for. Like, because obviously the last time we had you on, it was basically talking to you in general about yourself. And now we're actually doing a review. And it's one of the stupidest episodes in all of time. <laughs> it's like, oh. hi, cool. We're totally serious. Oh, no, there's this hogons. Is, it's okay. This is one of those episodes that, that I, I refer to as all Trek is good Trek. Because, um, <laughs> you know, all, even when it's terrible, it's great. So for those uh, who are first-time viewers of ours, welcome to Trekking Up North. Welcome to Nerdy Up North. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and click like on this um, because you you have no idea how much it helps the algorithm. Um, Just one like can send Sinoise some beard cream. (laughs) For just one like a month, you can feed a Sinoise. Pizza. <laughs> um, I dropped a pizza. I dropped a pizza earlier. This is like. Oh no! Are you I mean, okay? Do you require counselling? I, I I did have a, a tear. A single tear went down. Right I thought you didn't have tears. It was like no one knows what it's like. So yeah, guys. Whatever. So so what we do with our reviews of these episodes. <laughs> We like to do a scene-by-scene analysis of uh, these fantastic Star Trek episodes. All Trek is good Trek, as Mark always says, and the Shuttlebot always says. Even the bad ones, all Trek is good Trek. Uh, And we sometimes go on a tangent, um, and by sometimes I mean all the time. So if this is the first time, strap yourself in, pour yourself a lovely martini. I've got the reserve martini 
in on the mild shelf of destitution, um, which is currently how I end up today. Um, so yeah, shall we get into the budget got, uh, then, Alamitos. Alamitos. This is uh, <laughs> the wine that one of our uh, amazingly generous patron members uh, has uh, sent us cases of to give as gifts to our guests for our show. So, uh, uh, Sean Coleman, thank you very much. It's incredibly generous. See, I, I love the idea, though, that obviously you have them, you give them to guests, but it's really reassuring seeing you actually drinking it. You know, like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. It's really very good. It's, uh, it's uh, California wine. Uh, uh, it, it's really good. They're really great. So it's no Chateau Picard. So that's good. <laughs> uh, that sour mead. Yeah. Shout out to Damon Jane, the trot. Hey, buddy, that's our Canadian friend who was in Strange New yeah. Worlds. He will be on our show soon to discuss his experiences when the strike is over. Because don't forget, guys, we need to support SAG-AFTRA and the WGA in their very long fight at the moment to, to get fair pay. I mean, it's been over 100 mm -hmm. days. It's I'm shocked that they, that the studios are not coming to the table to try and get this settled i really am it's only gonna hurt them in the long run it's you know that's the reality of it yeah well the problem is we're not dealing with the studio system or the entertainment industry uh in in the traditional sense of it we have turned rather overnight into a into a tech company we yeah. are silicon valley south and it's a bunch of mbas and uh, uh attorneys who are running studios now instead of and tech guys instead of, um, you know, producers and filmmakers, TV makers. Uh, so uh, they're trying to bring their uh, absurd industry model into a creative space. And it's just, I think it's going to backfire. Oh, 100%. Percent. 100%. One last thing before we get into it. Uh, a huge shout out to uh, one of the friends of Nerdy Up North, James Moorhead. Um he has a wonderful YouTube channel where he reviews uh, retro video games and he's also currently building the Enterprise D um, with lights, lights, exoskeleton frame, the lot. It's really, oh, yeah. really fun to watch. It's quite cathartic. And I bet, and I bet he's going to keep his batteries in this ship, unlike uh, Joe from Spectrum Santorum. Who, who doesn't even have his ship like doesn't even have his ships light up anymore. It's just well. Also, unlike LaForge, he doesn't need a hologram to have an affair with to solve a problem with this galaxy class. But uh, <clears throat> moving on to that one. Um, oh, so, poor Jordy. Yeah. So <laughs> especially poor Jordy because he's not even in this episode. No. Yeah. That's so, the thing that I like. I like oh. about this episode because we 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 you know we joke about it. And I know that obviously you guys are saying it's like a bad episode. I actually love it because it's it's a flat out comedy episode. Okay, I agree with fun. that. It's quite fun that it doesn't have data and it doesn't have Geordie, who are two of the like key. It has ensemble. data briefly. Does it? Yeah, very like, like three seconds of data. And yeah, then it has Wolf, who's like, I have a security concern. I'm not in this for the rest of it, you know. But it's this idea of like, it's still great though that the show can do so well without needing everyone in it, and you know, I think it's a testament to how good the cast is. <laughs> right. So okay. So. <laughs> I've completely forgot where I was going. Yes, so descriptions for links for James's uh, channels are below. Everyone else's channels are below. Shuttlepod, Trek Culture, Clone Star. Everyone, all the friends of the show, they're all down there. So when this video is finished, go and check 
everyone's channels out. Go check shuttle pods because holy cow, the the watch along tomorrow a mock time, it's going to be messy. A mock time. A mock time. I loved. I we were talking about this just before we went on air. I loved Dominic's promo. Uh, where he's just like, it's, it's on planet Vulcan, it's this not far from BBC. It's not far from England. It's <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> it's so BBC Two, Mark. You have no idea how close it was. It was amazing. Because oh, that's that's oh what you said. when Star Trek was on BBC Two. It's like now on BBC Two is this code of honor. <laughs> Star Trek: The Next Gen. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> the next generation. The next generation. <laughs> Deep Spassy Nine. Um, <laughs> Hello, welcome to Deep Spassy Nine. <laughs> Let's get into the review. Okay. Okay, <laughs> oh, right. what did we watch? We watched the Captain's Vacation. What is it called? Uh, yeah, Captain's Holiday, Holiday, Season 3, yeah, Episode yeah. 19. Which was very silly. We talked about that a little bit. It's very, yeah. very silly. This, the episode opens with two mysterious aliens beaming down to the Ryzen Resort, going to the computer, and they are looking for a one Jean-Luc Picard. They are going, has he checked in yet? And the computer goes, I don't know what data protection is. I'm just going to tell you. And they're yeah. like, when's he's he going? Yeah, he's not here yet. Oh, we can't tell you that, but we can give you his blood type and a urine sample if you want. <laughs> it's just, it's insane. I thought about that, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it was crazy. It is. Can I just point out though that these aliens, the first thing I thought when I saw them is they look like He-Man villains. Like there's just something about them that just say oh Masters God. of the Universe, and I was just like going, "Yeah, 100%." Do you know what they reminded me? Do you know what they reminded me of slightly? The uh, the fish aliens from season two that well, were at uh, the engagement thing. party. When I when the I trying. was like sort of oh, the... reminding yeah, myself, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was reminding myself about this episode, I thought of that and I was just like, wait, is Luxana Troy in this episode? I know she's threatened in this episode, but I was like, threatened. yeah, because she discovers that they're actually not who they say they are. Yeah. Uh, in that, that one, I was like, no, it's just two aliens that just remind me of the same thing. But I really thought they were the same fish ones. Yeah, yeah. What are they called? The, the Vorgons. The the Vorgons, yeah. Isn't that like a, isn't Vorgons a, uh, what's it called? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy name as well. Ooh, I'm not really Chat, sure. If you can that. help me with this, I'm yeah. pretty sure Vorgons is a thing. Any uh, hitchhiker episode? <laughs> hitchhiker experts, shout up in the in the chat. But <laughs> it is Stardate four three seven four five point two. A little bit of Trek tech or Trek knowledge. Uh, the next generation started the trend of every season uh, was included in the Stardate. So season one was four one, season two four two, four three four four, and it's carried. I love the fact this is carried on all the way through to lower decks. Where they're just like, oh yeah, this is like twenty years after the next generation, so it's five zero blah blah blah, and it's just like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that, um, <laughs> and I, I like that it kind of keeps it sensible. You know how you have like some stuff like uh, you won't know this, Mark, but there's a TV show in the UK called Heartbeat, and they kind of shot themselves in the foot because they made a show called Heartbeat that was specifically set within a particular decade, and then the show ran for like eighteen years, and you're like, hang on. <laughs> Are you telling me that it's like only it's still set in the same 10 year period, but it's been going for like 18 years? Well, it's like that 70s show, which started in 1976, went yeah. for eight years and then finished in 1979. And you're like, yeah, you're like, so something <laughs> happened on every single How day. many Valentine's <laughs> days well, every, do you want? <laughs> every season is a month. That's how oh. it works in television. That's it's like dog years. 
But why were there eight Christmases and eight Valentine's Days? That's what you are. Temporal paradox. Uh, they were probably practicing for Christmas. That's a thing here in America. <laughs> he's, got his, he's got his producer head Come on. on. But, <laughs> put your disappointed face on, Tibby. Yeah. Go on. Here's are the presents that you could have. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now we need to burn them because they were just demonstration presents. <laughs> no, let me unwrap them. No, to the fire. Um, so, yeah, the Enterprise has departed uh, Gamaris 5, where for the past two weeks, Picard has been serving as a mediator between the Gamarians and the Daklids. Um, Troy enters the bridge. Uh, she's been with Picard for the past two weeks. Uh, Riker asks how it's been. Oh, it's been grueling. It's been tiring. The races were stubborn. And then we get Moody Picard walking I, onto the bridge. I love it. P- I relate so Bob. much. Yeah. Well, to quote, to quote Vic and Bob, Picard's got a right knock on. He, he really. He's grouchy. Grumpy Picard. Yeah. He's been. He's what been a bit don't of. Don't tell you about Picard Day. He, he's been a bit of a prickard in this in this yeah. scene, if I'm honest there with you. Go. Yeah, walks in, you know, helps across for Starbase Twelve. What for? Um, and Riker's just like, you look stressed and agitated. Um, walks into the ready room. He's just he's in an absolute huff with himself. He's tired. He's stressed. His job's killing him. And I'm just like, oh, dude, I relate to you so much right now. <laughs> yeah, so this is <laughs> the most relatable Picard has ever. Been. <laughs> it really is. Star Trek speaks to me when I least expect it. It's unbelievable. Um, but Troy recommends that uh, the captain needs a vacation. I so- I love though that like you can tell this episode is going to be silly because all of our episodes use this bit before the credits roll. Uh, before the intro rolls to set it up and they're like, oh, they're in this danger or something. And this is the big dramatic moment where the music swells and it's like, our captain needs a vacation. And you're like, okay, this is might possibly not be a serious episode. It's so 90s when you're forcing someone to take time off paid. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Crusher enters the ready room in the next scene says that it's been brought to her attention that one of the crew has been neglecting their health again. They are overworked, exhausted and irritated. And she wants him to go on a week's vacation. And he's just going, OK, it's me. He refuses straight away <laughs> because Picard, as we know, is a workaholic. I mean, we find this out in the insurrection where he goes to the um, he goes to his love interest at the end of the interaction. I've got 317 holidays to take over. And I'm just like, dude. <laughs> How, like, America, you get two weeks. In England, you get four weeks. I'm like, how many years have you not taken a vacation where you've got nearly a year <laughs> rolled in? Uh, I like the idea that the that's company the future, lets yeah. him keep them, that they actually roll on. Usually companies are like, well, you've lost them. Sorry, you didn't use them. <laughs> I'm taking a year off. Bye. Oh, God, the dream. Um, he refuses. What, what is it like in um, in America, Mark, with like holidays and stuff? Because it's like because over here, every you get like automatic holidays, but over there, do you have to still take them unpaid, or if you want time? Uh, it depends on your job. Uh, right. Holidays are a little harder to get here than they are in Europe. Mm. Um, we're very much you work every day, all day here. <laughs> uh, I am uh, very lucky to have a job where basically my whole career is a vacation because um, <laughs> I'm doing what I love. I could, I'm talking about Star Trek, so uh, yeah, quite literally uh, living the dream. 
Yeah, my uh, my father would work all year for like a four day break, and uh, I I never wanted to I never wanted to to have a career like that. Absolutely, isn't it crazy? I I just can't do it. Like I I think, and I think that's what the younger generation are waking up to now, where they're just going, "But I don't want to be doing this thing for my entire life." Like you know, like oh, sixty years, then you die, and he'll be like, "Great, that sounds like a wonderful life." I can't wait well, to I retire. Think, like you get. You get paid. You get paid vacation for like you know a week or two weeks if you've been there for ten years. Uh, you mm. you get sick days, but I think if you use too many sick days, they start to look at you with a hairy eye. <laughs> but I, I I'm, I'm I'm the wrong person to ask about this because I've never had a real job. So, uh, it's okay. Neither uh, have we. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a proper job is. If I'm honest. I have a oh, job, but God. I have a job, but do I work? Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, people I, I, I love, watching. I love, <laughs> I love this whole scene, though. Oh, sorry. I was no. just going to say the benefit of socialism is they can't, they can't fire you. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> ah, socialism. Hurry up, socialist uh, utopia, take over. Um, but the, the thing I love about this scene, though, is that every every is it true? Chat, tell me if I'm wrong here. But every season of Star Trek, every. Star Trek show has an episode where the Doctor goes, you need a holiday, because we have this in TNG, we have it in uh, where Bashir does it to Cisco. well, does it to Kira in uh, DS9, we have a definite one where the Doctor tells uh, Janeway that she needs to have a rest and she goes on the holodeck and she goes to some creepy and ghost Irish, She gets an Irish boyfriend. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, delete the wife. <laughs> I've never <laughs> related to Star Trek more than delete That's the right. wife. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, th this whole this whole scene between Crusher and uh, Picard is amazing because it's like what are the quotes it's got? Like I could well, make that in order, I, I, but I, you I won't. Don't mean yes, right, but you won't. Uh, I love yeah. it how he's just like, but you won't, you know. <laughs> and then it's got like you know, oh, but remember when you you know, oh, when you when you're on holiday, you'll be fine. Remember that holiday you had? And he's just like, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it at all. But he's 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 like he's like, but the Enterprise is going for an overhaul for a week, and I have to personally supervise it. And she's just like looking at deuterium tanks getting refilled is not a holiday. Ha, deuterium, so noise. Oh no! So um, I I just want this whole scene redone with Arnie, where it's like, you know, when I told you I enjoyed that holiday, I, I lied. <laughs> And then just drops Beverly off a cliff. Or yeah, something. I don't know. So um, he's, Jesus. he then oh, yeah. he then suggests going to a, a symposium on rogue star clusters, and she's like, "You need a holiday where you don't think. You need to go somewhere beautiful." And he's like, "I'll think about it. I'll seriously think about it." She's like, "Yeah, fucking won't, will you? You won't. <laughs> yeah. I saw you." Um, back on. Uh, let's have a look. Where are we? Um, next scene on the Enterprise, Riker is now hounding Picard on if he's thought about like, do you have any idea where you're going? Yeah. yeah. Do you have you decided where you're going? Yes, bridge. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> do you know where you're going? And Riker just immediately just goes, um, Riser, it's beautiful views, nice food, exotic food. It's quiet. The women. And he's just <laughs> like, okay, well, okay, turn it. You know, just, just. Mm. <laughs> You know, this is not the Riker maneuver. By the way, shout again, shout out to Jack Quaid. I don't think what the Riker maneuver on Riser is. <laughs> Same thing oh, as it was on uh, Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Same thing uh, as it was on Strange New uh, uh, Worlds. Uh, uh, Riker. <laughs> Riker. Riker. I still love that. That, that be that the was... best bone of Star Trek I've ever seen in my life. I love the fact it was I, improvised and he, he did it. Yeah. 
when he mounts that saddle and yell and says Riker that way in that moment, and Uhura just kind of looks at him, I was like, oh my god, I have this is the greatest thing. I've it's ever the seen. it's the fact that Freaks' wife just fell about laughing because it was not in the script. <laughs> He's just like Riker. Freaks' hey, wife. I don't have board. a proper microphone here because I'm in a costume. I'm in a costume room. You yeah. guys can hear me okay? Right? Yeah, yeah, we can yeah, hear you absolutely perfect. fine. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. You, you yeah. sound I'm, wonderful. I, 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 I had a mate who basically was watching Strange New Worlds and then they got distracted and they literally ended, they stopped watching on episode six. So basically Spock and Mock, is it? No, it, it's the one where Spock is human. Uh, and he breaks up with... That's Capri, a good one. He goes and break with, yeah, yeah, that's a very good one. Um, yeah. Don't uh, test me, Kirk. I will break you. <laughs> but then I, and he was like, oh, well, I'll get around to the rest of it eventually. And I'm just like, Hold on, you are literally missing the best run of Trek we've had in a very long time. Where the next episode is the amazing uh, Lost in Translation one, then it is the Lower Decks crossover, then it is uh, the serious PTSD one, then it is the musical one, and then it's the final. And you're just going like, yeah, you need to get on the horse and sort of watch the rest of the series. My my friend John, um, who's... Are probably the the toughest critic of science fiction and Star Trek. He has binged season two, and he, he turned around. and I, I generally thought he would have some like points or anything, and he's like, "This is quite possibly the greatest season of Star Trek for the last twenty five years." Okay. And, and and I'm like, "What? <laughs> this is the best season of Star Trek since uh, Enterprise." Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably, definitely. I'd say it's it's just. It's just so incredibly good, and that's exactly what. Yeah, I would. I would. We need to support would, the writers. We say it every week, but the whole point is, if you want shows as good as this, pay your writers better, because otherwise, we're not going to get another show like this. I'm. I'm still going to say, although Strange New Worlds is up there, that last scene in Vox in season three of Picard, when we see, and I'm not going to say it, see the Enterprise D, not the D, the Enterprise D mm. in space dock, and it just comes out, and that music swells, and I'm just like. I was swelling up, <laughs> absolutely swelling up. It's probably my greatest moment of 2023 so far. <laughs> that and just Riker. But um, so yeah, they get back Riker. to the Riker. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna get a horse in America, and I'm just gonna do that now. I'm just gonna rent a horse. Yeah, I, I mean that's what we do in America. We all get a horse. Yeah. When you come to America, you just you get a horse. Yeah, say here's your horse, and you're like, okay, much I like much like to America. Here's yeah. a horse. Here is a gun. Is it, is it like a, is it like, like a, okay. is it like a necklace in Hawaii when you get off the plane? Here's a horse instead yeah. of a necklace. All right, cool. No, so, but they still hang it around your neck and it's really weird. <laughs> Mark's going to look out his house on Venice Beach and he's going to see me just doing this, just walking down the road. He's like, I don't know how to ride. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. you walking like a Muppet. <laughs> no, that's me on a horse. The walk and they never actually quite right. I'm a Thunderbird like... puppet. There you go. How's that? Um... <laughs> Quickly, Thunderbird one. Um, we were making jokes before we started about how you look like the bloody Mister on from Captain Scarlet with the ring light in your glasses. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, you look like. <laughs> this is the voice of Mister Ron. <laughs> Where's Mrs. Ron? So as Picard gets to the bridge, um, Troy quite cleverly goes, "Oh, by the way, when we were at Star Base Twelve, my mother might be paying us a visit." She's your mister. Mother. Yes, your what mother. a tricky little shit she is. Oh, <laughs> that's so tricky shit. I, I just the wine's her, getting to him. So it's such an effective technique, though. And I, I absolutely, I mean, 
I love in this episode that you get this wonderful play between all the characters and you get this wonderful cheekiness between Riker and Troy and they're sort of they're yeah. playing around and I really yeah. like it. It's like everyone is a bit more like character uh, what is it uh you know like they're they're larger than life in this episode but it makes it funnier that like yeah. troy and Riker are just like oh cool well, you can like, you can plan. you can actually hear thanks to the wonder of hd you can actually hear picard's balls go up in his stomach when the, the, <laughs> troy's mother is mentioned and he's like your you mother. didn't hear it yeah your mother um drags Riker yeah, to the ready I love room his face as yeah. well. <laughs> i love the fact he says to Riker in the ready room is everyone on the ship uh, part of this conspiracy he's like no there's two ensigns well, there's, on deck there's, 39 there's two ensigns who don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh so he finally caves in uh he's packing up to go uh and he's like when he's packing his books he's like are you are you going to take all these books i was just a bit of light reading and he's like ulysses he's <laughs> just like a light reading bit of light reading there uh, we have we have slack twaddle in the chat now which is possibly the best username i've seen all year slack slack twaddle is uh quite possibly one of the best people we have ever met wow oh wow she's a, she's a whiskey drinking canadian and you are all <laughs> welcome in the chat chat we love each and every one of you you are all welcome um, I have to say though, good morning, Slack evening. Sounds like a British euphemism. That sounds like something where it's like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Oh, I touched his slack twaddle. I did. Ooh. Or some sort of like very posh British slur for being drunk. Oh, I'm slightly <laughs> slack twaddled. We also have uh, Tiffany in the room. She's the one who turned me into a tribble at STLV. <laughs> I I already thought you were it's one. It's just it, I I loved it though that you post yeah. the picture that's on like this going around the screen at the bottom and loads of people just immediately commented with they're the same picture. <laughs> yeah, and then it's straight away on on the short part Discord the emoji emerged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! So yeah, uh, Picard's packing up. He's taking some like reading, and Riker just goes, "Have I mentioned the rise in women?" And Troy passive aggressively, she's like. More than once. Keep it in, yeah. keep it in your jumpsuit. A little too much. A little yeah. too much. A little, little too much. I can read your mind, you dirty booger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Riker does have one request, though, of Picard while he's on Riser. Would he be an absolute gem and picking up a Horgan? And he's like, what's a Horgan? Oh, it's just an ornament. Yeah. Just an ornament uh, that you could bring back. Worf's there. Uh, he hasn't been hit by a barrel yet. And he's like, sir. <laughs> I insist I bring a bodyguard. I am not a married man. He's <laughs> just like, no, Wolf, off to the cargo room with you. I love that, that that is one of the episodes this one ties into, the merry man one. Because obviously that's the, that's the next time one of the characters from this episode appears. But it's uh, but yeah, but I, I like the idea that they're like, hey, here's Wolf, and he has something to do this episode. Because no, <laughs> like, like we say, no one... It's a very small cast. They just add all these new characters mostly that we never see again and then with the actual crew they're like oh troy and Riker are doing stuff <laughs> beverly has a scene i i just i think i think since season three of of picard now the two things i associate with wolf is obviously sir i object i am not a merry man <laughs> and then from season three beheadings are on a wednesday mm. and it's just uh, no uh nice tea good house oh no good tea nice house that good is tea, my favorite nice house. good tea 
He yeah, wasn't lying. Thing, though, it's like Worf <laughs> is, I, and I think that's kind of strange that this is a comedy episode, but where they don't utilize Worf or Data as comedy, and no. that's usually what they do. They're usually the ones to sort of elicit. Data wasn't in the episode for I'm three seconds. He was for three, three seconds, seconds. He was yeah. Where he was just sitting on the bridge. The he was in command of the bridge when Riker and Picard come on, and you know this is just after Riker's like, "Go to Riser, there's women." And they get on the bridge and you just see data. So poor Brent Spiner had to spend hours in the chair getting his face done, the contacts in, his hair done, the uniform for three seconds. And he was like, I've got a paycheck. I'm off home. Bye. It must be Bye. crazy. Like, because you like Mark, like, do they with, with stuff like this? Do they like, do they not go? Oh, well, we don't really need data. So why don't we just film this scene for this episode when we're filming this scene for this other episode? But from what I've heard, it doesn't seem to be like that. They literally just blinkers on, focus on one episode until it's done, and then move on to the next. It's like one a five, than... six day shoot that they used to do. Yeah, really. I thought they would have gone. Oh well, everyone's dressed the same mostly, so we'll just you know. Uh, when you're on a on a uh, mm. network schedule, you focus on the thing that's due next Thursday, um, yeah. and you just crush it. Uh, I've heard a lot of stories, and I've I've, I've got a little bit of experience with. Uh, toward the end of these 20, 24, 26 episode seasons where um, toward the end of the season you're fixing all kinds of things and you're shooting multiple episode things at the same time. Uh, right. Post overlaps a lot, but usually when you're shooting it, it stays. You get one episode done before you move on to the next. I think we could safely post. say, I think we could safely say this was Spiner's easiest paycheck. <laughs> Potentially, is I mean, there not another episode where he just didn't show up at all? But there did he get paid for that? Are there, are there two episodes of Picard where he's just dead, like where he's just like <laughs> lying there? And they're just like, that's but, probably as easy as. But well. imagine back in the nineties where they're like, "You're gonna get," because was it uh, was it Sid uh, Bashir that said like, "You get seven thousand five hundred dollars per episode." And sometimes if you're in, like, you you can just be in for three seconds, but as long as you're in the episode, you get paid for it. And he's like, it could be like a couple of seconds, and he's like, okay, done. And then he just gets paid, and he goes home. I think that this is Wolf's greatest moment, really. It, it know, really Wolf, is. Wolf gets to be which... in a couple of lines. But again, full cling on makeup, like four or five hours in the chair, getting all that on and getting that done. But again, that's it for the week. Bye. <laughs> um. So yeah, Picard beams down to uh, Riser, uh, bumps into a lady, very mysterious lady, who notices a Ferengi in flip flops. Hmm. At least they're not, not Crocs. Are they wearing flip flops? Really? It, they are wearing flip flops, but at I least they are not that. Crocs. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. They are not. Are crocs. they Fring flops? Fr oh my god! It's begun. <laughs> it's begun. They're what Gary the Fringy wears. I know that. Oh, that. Gary, he's up there. <laughs> Gary the Fringy. Gary the Fringy is there. My name's Gary. I've got the rules of acquisition in my pocket. Man. Why is he from Lancashire? Or is it? Have we established that Gary the Fringy is from Lancashire now? It, it might be limited by the few voices i can do <laughs> it's absolutely oh. fine <laughs> but. so yeah she, as she notices this uh, as she notices this ferengi uh, she turns around and she absolutely snogs her face off picard and jean luc's just like oh my but he he goes along with it uh, and then she just goes oh welcome to riser and picard being picard is just like i mean this is so stiff upper lip british even though he's french he's just like a simple handshake would have sufficed <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're so British for a. We French should version. refilm this episode with Riker, and it ends entirely differently. <laughs> you know, this whole this whole scene with Riker. But then they didn't notice that though. Those 
two mysterious aliens just watching them because they must have been like <laughs> two meters away. They've been stocking their faces off and then they just walk past these aliens. They're just like, and they're just <laughs> looking at We just like to watch. Yeah. Hmm. Kissing. Ugh. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so next scene, meme material, as I called it in this scene, because this is where all the Picard memes come from. Mostly it's Picard <laughs> relaxing. Uh, we see we are surrounded by a sea of people relaxing, smooching, getting it we on. We see a lot of Picard here. Like we see, there's a lot of there's, Picard. It's like fifteen. It's a fifteen-minute sequence. It's so Picard long. Sitting yeah. In a lounge yeah. Chair. My my notes on here are two pages long just for this <laughs> scene, and none of them uh, refer to his bulge. So it's good. <laughs> so we see Picard sat in his deck chair reading Fifty Shades of Earl Grey. He's uh, being distracted by a hoverboard. <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> um, he's he's been distracted by this hoverboard, uh, hoverboard, hoverball. Uh, shushes it away. The horse comes over. She's like, "Oh, I've yet to master the craft of hoverball." Um, <laughs> Ask them if there is anything uh, that he requires to make his stay more relaxing, to make him more comfortable. And he's like, "You're the yeah. fifth person to distract me. I just want to sit in the sun and read Fifty Shades of Earl Grey and just be left alone." And I'm like, "Dude, I so get you right now." That's so dumb. She grabbed my tea bag. Anyway, um, she... <laughs> tea bag. It was a double dunker. I'd love it if Fun all the collections, like oh, Riker's just looking through them and they're Fifty Shades of Ill Grey, tea-bagged. <laughs> you know, fun, fun fact. This is, a, this is all very wrong. Fun fact. The One of the few times I asked Patrick Stewart a question, it was, what is your favourite tea, Brandon? Immediately, he was like, Yorkshire tea and a double dunk. <laughs> I was like, double dog, you like I put two oh. tea I put two tea bags in the same cup and I'm like yeah, <laughs> strong. Oh. <laughs> this That's is, a real man's cupper, that is. This is this is before I bumped into him. Uh I, I just love the idea. Can you imagine that on Star Trek where you're just like tea in a Yorkshire tea double dunks. <laughs> that would be my captain's tea. That would be my Yorkshire tea, double tea bag. Um so yeah, uh uh so she she doesn't get the tea jokes oh it's yeah i would it's the only humor we have get, in england but picard I get, I get horse jokes i get gun jokes uh <laughs> i get capitalism jokes I, I i don't get tea jokes i i actually i i sent uh goodwill a photo earlier when i was uh, out shopping for my uh cocktail of choice today uh, pre-mixed cocktail uh, and basically my shopping basket was just this like alcohol and a massive box of PG tips tea and I was like this yeah. is the most British shopping basket I've had in a while <laughs> where, where we live Mark um, if you don't buy an industrial bag and I mean industrial bag of Yorkshire yeah. tea you are not northern and Patrick Stewart who is from Yorkshire mm -hmm. his go to is just like Yorkshire tea or nothing and I'm like, this is the most Yorkshire I have ever heard of a Shakespearean thespian. Because <laughs> he just he just goes straight back to that Yorkshire tea. Um, but yes. I tea. buy my Earl Grey from a shop in London mm. uh, through Amazon. And I don't remember what they're called. MS Market? MS? Uh, Marks and right? Spencer's. You know 
Mar- that it? Do you import Michael Marks and Spencers? Yeah. I do, I do. Would you like me to You're bring a massive box gray. just to avoid all the taxes that you'll pay to get it is, it, is it good or is it terrible? Um, I like it. I can... I don't know. <laughs> I'm too I'm too common for Max and Spencer's. That's not the, that's my problem. Oh, hailing frequency. He's, closed. Just, he's gone. He's gone to get his tea. He's out. gone to get his tea out. <laughs> uh, so while Mark's while Mark's uh, getting well, his bag, but yeah, go on. While Mark's away, uh, I just want to point out how amazing it is. Like like people are pointing out in the chat, like there are so many. This episode is everything. This episode is uh, produced as if it's produced by Ira Stephen Bear. Who is the is. showrunner for um, the purple bearded god? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then also, like, it has uh, of the first appearance of Max. How do we pronounce his surname again? Grudnicek. Uh, yeah, Grudnicek. Max Grudnicek, who goes on to play Rom in Deep Space Nine. Moogie. Moogie. Hey, it is. It's Marks and Spencers. These aren't just Earl Grey tea bags. These are Marks and Spencer's Earl Grey tea bags. I get, uh, I get like a six pack of these. Yeah. Every I'm couple ready. of months. Wouldst thou dare to double dunk them? I, I so, don't know. Is that a, again, I don't understand so, your tea jokes. So, so, so guys, <laughs> I'm, I'm in, um, I'm in Los Angeles next month, and as a true Northerner, I would be remiss if I didn't deliver Mark. It would be lucky duck. Um, true northerners will understand the the religious undertones of that but it's it's a good luck charm uh for those in the north yorkshire area i, I so, love that you're gonna meet you're gonna meet mark and just be like hello here's lots of here's a duck in england <laughs> yeah. here's a duck and tea bags bye where's the biscuits there's biscuits in the kit uh oh that, i have to ask you i almost forgot to do this um what what is your favorite kind of fruit pie cherry or blueberry cherry I okay. I will make a cherry and or a blueberry pie for when you're in town. Oh my god! How to make Michael <laughs> er- never Erica, leave? Erica's favorite pie is cherries, so I might make a cherry. Yeah, that's it. But, oh, you can make loads of them, and you like pie for Erica, pie for Goodwill. Amazing. I'm never leaving Los Angeles now. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna look for jobs because I'm just like I need Mark. He can make me pie, and I can. <laughs> I can. It'll be like a, a cultural exchange, won't it? Like American pie for British tea. <laughs> We are sewing relationships here. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I also, I know we are really slogging through this episode, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> but, uh, We're having fun, though, right? Anyone, anyone who is a Shuttlepod show family member, uh, we've got an Amok Time screen uh, watch party that we're trying to put together. Part of the issue we're having is we are getting prepared for a hurricane right now. Mm. Um, and the electricity just went like this uh, here. So I'm going to warn you guys, uh, if you lose us, it's because a Hurricane Hillary is coming toward us right now, and people are kind of being weird. So As long as you are safe. Yeah. Oh, we're safe. We're we're safe. You've got tea. You've got uh, wine. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Tea, wine, and... uh, well, Amtrak, T wine and Star Trek. T wine, Eric and Trek. Trek. That's yeah. perfect. Really. Oh, that's you just reminded me. I should probably download uh, an entire season of Star Trek uh, onto my iPad. Oh, yes. forward thinking. Yeah. Forward thinking. <laughs> yeah. However, physical media is always the best because the way streaming okay. services are going at the moment, we might not have many left. Uh, <laughs> save Star Trek Prodigy. So, um, 
Oof, yeah. So, uh, the horse leaves. Mm. Um, oh, no, she doesn't leave. No, because, well, no, no, because she, she, she sees the Horgan. Yeah. And she goes, I don't understand. You've got your Horgan out. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> who got, oh, this... got your Horgan out? Oh, oh, but the statue. And she, he's like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, uh, I've just purchased it. Does this have some sort of meaning? And he's like, it's the rising symbol. It's the rising symbol of sexuality. To own one is to call forth its powers. To display it is to announce you are seeking Jahamaron. <laughs> I love that. They're literally, the writer just went. Here's loads of terms. Here's loads of random terms for stuff. Yeah, but I love that. What is it? Uh, Jahamaron. Jahamaron. Yeah, yeah. I I love this because it never explains what it is, and you kind of like to go. Oh, it's sex. Yeah. But it doesn't say that. And I love the idea that it's like ping pong or table tennis or something. And you're just going like, oh, I thought that was more sexual than it was. But, you know. It's the sex. <laughs> it doesn't say that good. Well, it could be anything. It could be. Well, on like, Netflix, it said S-E-K-S-E-C-K-S. So I'm calling that the sex. On so... the sex. What, what if it's enjoying a nice little can of orangey tango god this is the most british episode of trekking up north we have ever had um, <laughs> so, um that's just because you're trying to show off because there's an american in the room yeah. oh, oh. things over here as well we're not this terrifying backwater country no you're not what the government are doing you are our daddy you're our oh no daddy. oh no oh no <laughs> who's your daddy oh no <laughs> it's begun no more daddy jokes, please. There is a there is a brand sauce over here, Mark, called Daddy's Favorite Sauce. Oh heavens! And oh no! I saw this for the you first time. Yeah, I saw this for the first time this week, and I'm like, that's not inappropriate for 2023. I just not love with the it. idea that the, they they need to have an advert for it, where it's just like, what do you want, Daddy's? <laughs> it's <laughs> brown, Daddy. If it's brown, wash it down. No, um, so. Uh, so, Trek. So, Captain Soliday. Right, so, okay. so, he clicks that Riker has set him up. Let's be honest. Riker yes. is like, here's the statue. Gan get yes. some, son. Get yes. laid. Um, as she leaves, he immediately just covers it up with a towel. As is, as you do. As he is Yorkshire, he is reserved. He is Picard. He covers it up. Next thing, this mysterious woman who snogged his face off comes over to his deck chair. He puts down Fifty Shades of Earl Grey. He's getting more and more frustrated by the minute because he's just like, I really want to read where he gets to the torture room. <laughs> she... <laughs> and... Um... No, no, this is... No, before that, we get uh, Max Grodnicek coming yeah. in. Yeah, he, he what darkens... What we have is we, we have the host that comes over yeah. who it implies that she's the fifth person to come over. And then Rom comes over, which kind of feels like maybe the staff are trying a different tactic. I don't know if you noticed this, but but Rom has the same snaggle tooth. Yeah. That he carries into DS Nine. Do you reckon it's the um? Well, we, what we were talking about before about like how um how the character the first appearances of the actors playing these roles is the archetype of them. Like it's what defines what they are. Like, uh, like. Armin Shimmerman is the first Ferengi, and therefore that he kind of defines how all he Ferengi is are. Ferengi, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and he then kept Rom the dentures. Yeah, and then Rom is the same thing. And then uh, when we see Mark Alimo uh, as the as a Cardassian, we're like, oh, that's the stereotypical that's Cardassian. Cardassian. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's crazy that it happens that way. Like when when they do that, uh, it always works. When they uh, don't do that, when they like change, they introduce an alien and then they change it down the road when they bring a different actor in. Uh, yeah, it, it always kind of is weird. Mark Alimo, when he first became a when he first appeared on screen as a Cardassian, he had what I like to call the Lemmy facial hair. Oh, the stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the I think goatee. He, is, he had like a Fu Manchu, but it was all tied together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought he was going to break out of Ace of Spades from Motorhead for, for a brief. It must be difficult, though, for the costume designers to know when when is too much. Like, you know, when, when you've got the how elaborate the Cardassian makeup is, they're just mm. like, no, I think he needs even more facial hair and even more going on. And you're sort of like, no. So I'm glad they trimmed it back. Same way with Ferengi, where they kind of went, actually, I was going to say, with the Ferengi here, is this the first time we see the Ferengi headwear? You know how they've got the sort of panel thing on the yeah, back? Yeah, the, the Is the this skirt. the first time we see one of them? I don't know. They don't have it when they're the monkey it's men head, in the first It's a head one. skirt. Mm. Yeah, and I don't think we see the daemon with one in the episode where... I wouldn't call Lassana them monkey men in the first episode where the Ferengi showed up. I'd call them goblins. They're more like... Yeah. yeah. Okay, they're like cheeky little goblins. They're like... Ah. Yeah. Little yeah. golems. Like, ah, have a whip <laughs> yeah it just it's the tails it's the fact that they have tails in it and then they never do ever again and you're My like precious okay. latinum um and don't like nobody nobody ever mentions it like nobody ever sort of goes like you know how it's wait, like oh why wait, don't wait wait do they have tails in the i'm sure episode? they have tails. no they have whips they don't have tails they have, the they have blue laser whips and yeah the right, okay. whips yeah, and the whips look like monkey tails. I think and this then, is. And then Enterprise kind of goes, "Okay, we'll have the whips back," <laughs> you know, like because DS Nine just forgets the whips exist. But this is the first time Enterprise where we. Like, oh, this is the first time where we see the Ferengi mud flap, though. I, I do mud believe Ferengi the mud, mud flap. flap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the skirt, the head skirt, the head skirt. Yeah, yeah. So he he says to Picard, "I know that you are working with her." The Ferengi lamp lampshade. The Ferengi lampshade. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he accuses Picard of working with this mysterious woman and he starts mm. to lose his patience with Picard. And he's like, you clearly have never dealt with uh, my people before. And Picard oh. chuckles. He's like, oh, all too And he's often. super like, oh, I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, girl, I got your <laughs> number. Uh, and I love the fact he just I don't know if anyone up. noticed this, but he is clearly... Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, I, I, uh, he, he's racially discriminating. He's like, you're all the same. I know yeah. who you are. Oh, did yeah. yeah. Just... But but then again though, the uh, what is it? I think the Ferengi are very much like that with hey Ferengi, and then everyone else. <laughs> like you know, all like a deal is you know a contract is a contract, as long as it's with other Ferengi or whatever the wording was. Do you mean the rules of acquisition? What? <laughs> I didn't oh, you actually have them. Yeah. Is it in, it's got to be incomplete though because I know there's a lot It's of incomplete. Never, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of it, it A lot of it is very 1990s sensibilities and I'm like mm. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of it it's just like ask not what profits can do for you but what <laughs> you can do for your profits and I'm like mm. <laughs> females and finances don't mix and I'm like oh That's one. That, 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 mm. I remember that from one of the episodes. Please. That's not true at all. Please, 1996. <laughs> please stop. Erica, Erica, Erica is so good with money, and I am just kind of a, like, nah. I don't, yeah. Yeah, too much. <laughs> I don't want, I'm aware of it, but 
but she's like receipt please receipt please she checks every receipt she like balances check she's amazing but that, that's the so, thing though that that's that's what i like about the shuttle pod show where you've got erica who doesn't know anything about trek essentially and you can tell that you're like clockwork orange like making her watch all the episodes <laughs> it's just like, like it's she's, she's strapped down with her eyes held open and they're just like come on watch this but it's the fact that she keeps everything on track once like dominic you know like once dominic yeah. goes off on one or like you know it goes off the rails like erica's the one being like oh, okay cool this is, this is goodbye <laughs> we are all still adults and we still have something to do so let's yeah. get on with it <laughs> she's very good at that um uh, we're actually putting we're putting together uh, a show for us to stream um of erica watching star trek because she's seen the least amount of star trek of all of us uh and everything she's seen has just been because we had a guest on or whatever so we're gonna sit down and methodically watch all of the series together oh, and wow. have her talk about it it's gonna be a lot of fun it must be so strange. Like it, I, I love the fact that in you know in our community we've got like people who are watching our show and us talking about Trek and then don't watch Trek themselves and we're like, what do you get out of this? <laughs> like you know, like do you, you know uh, we we are not the best people to describe what happens in the show to you. <laughs> and it's great. Speak that we've for got yourself. People, <laughs> we've got people like Lee and uh, Sarah Peaches who are basically they're watching through all of Trek. They're on like season six of DS Nine now. Like, and they started from TNG. They've got, like, through pretty much all of DS9. And we're like, this is crazy. And now they're like, I get this. I get all these crazy references to, like, Sluggo Cola and stuff. <laughs> Slimiest cola in the galaxy. Yeah. So the woman who, uh, so basically Picard chases away the Ferengi. He's like, don't mm. test me. Um, yeah. The woman sits I will down. punch you. Yeah. Mm. The woman sits down and immediately Picard is like, I am not seeking Jamaharon. <laughs> oh, like, dude, please just take it down a notch. Um, she introduces herself as Vosh. Uh, she wants to know more about Picard. Again, he just wants to read Fifty Shades of Earl Grey and get on with his vacation. He's getting more and more agitated by the disturbances, and he's just like, I just want to read my book in peace. So he tries to go somewhere private. She follows well, him. Hold on. Well, what's the line that she says? I'm pretty sure she says something like, sort of, um, Oh no! It's it's when it's when the uh, the st staff member comes over earlier, where he's like, you know, they're like, oh, why do you have the statue? And it's like, oh, it's for my first officer. Oh, do you, you know, like, what is it? Are you close to your first officer? You know, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> and he's like, I wouldn't go that far. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, she says, no, like, she says, someone you love. Yes, someone, someone you love. love. And he says, I would, I would say that. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's I it. That I just love this little like, no, no gay. You know. <laughs> Riker. No <laughs> Riker. <laughs> Riker. Riker. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 there's got to be fan fiction of him and Troy now like that. And it's just. No! No! <laughs> Riker. Come to bed in Zadi. Riker! So. <laughs> no. No, no, no. We are professionals. As they are walking through the reception hall, Vash is talking to him. The Freggy confronts them again. Um, uh, yes, yeah, it confronts him. We find out that the Freggy is called Sovak uh, and demands that the disc is returned to him. Uh, the disc didn't belong to him and it never did. An argument descends and Picard's just like, yeah, you two got beef. I'm going to my room to read Fifty Shades of Grey. And they're like, no, 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 no. So she slips the disc into his pocket, into the linen. I will get to the linen later on because I've got a great yeah. pun for that one. Um, 
And I love the fact that they both leave and the Freddy is like, I must have that woman. <laughs> I, I love that he's like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you sort of, you know, like your own body weight in gold. And I'm like, but doesn't gold mean nothing to Ferengi? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you have that episode of DS9 where they literally just be like, oh, worthless it's worthless gold. gold. I was like, yes. Um, as Picard goes through his room, he sees those two mysterious aliens scanning his room. Uh, they announce themselves as Vorgons, Azure, and Baratas. As soon as I saw this name, I thought it was Bortus from the Orville. And I was like, <laughs> is this a callback? Um, but yeah, they are from the 27th century. Ooh, the plot thickens. Next scene, Picard's waving his hogging about. Hold on, hold on. He's waving Could his hogging about. Could I, he, he, I'm going to interrupt his wave. I just love that this entire thing, all of these things we're seeing are all just various porn setups. Like, every single scene is like, is that what Riser is? Is Riser just like, you know, you just go over and the she's San like, Fernando oh, Valley. I seem not, I seem to not be very good at hoverball. You know, and then he just walks around the corner and there's a guy trying to fix a fridge and he's like, you know, okay. and then... But Every then, like, house band comes over and he's like, "Oh, you've stolen oh, yeah. something yeah. from me. Knock, knock, I'll knock, do knock, knock. To get it back. Summer. I'm here to fix your plumbing." <laughs> yeah, that's it. Every house band on Riser has a yeah. wah pedal. And then, wow, and then Bash comes along. <laughs> Bash comes along and he's just like going, "Oh, hello," you know. And then he goes to his room and there's two people who are like, "We are aliens from the future. You need to do this mission for us." And by and the way, the... this future thing, and I don't mean to interrupt, but this future thing really drives me crazy. These two aliens say they're from the future. They show up. They yeah. seem to they're the first they're the cold open for the episode. They're the first things we see. <laughs> They show up randomly a couple more times to like stand there and watch. Yeah, and that's <laughs> it. Standard. Nothing they're else. Time voyeurs. Like, they're time voyeurs. <laughs> I love that there's a scene later on though where this they just like they porn. just appear and they're like, I just I'll want bet to you, the writers got the writers were upset. They were getting stressed out by the executives, and they were like, you know what? Fuck this. We're gonna write an episode that we're gonna rip off some porn I saw last night. And we're gonna we're gonna redo it as a Star Trek episode. Uh, are you we're saying see who buys it? Are you are you saying that someone went to Rick Berman, and at the time Gene Roddenberry, and went, listen, it's totally not Debbie Does Dallas. No, they didn't. They didn't sell that it was a porn adaptation. They just did it to see if they could sneak it through, because writers uh, writers are that way. I just love it. Yeah, the... Captain's <laughs> log. <laughs> Matrix conversation. I knew I shouldn't have come on this show. <laughs> <laughs> you you came because you were expecting professional, sensible, careful analysis of an episode. Yeah, I was gonna go go deep on. Uh, oh, 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 Picard did go deep later on in the episode, and I'm not talking about the cave. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no, yes. but I, I I just love this whole thing. But like uh, like Mark saying, it is this these characters are kind of useless. Like they don't do anything. Like they just watch. I, I just they love serve the no idea purpose. Though. They yeah. don't move the plot. Yeah, they don't move yeah. the plot forward. They don't um they don't uh, create an obstacle. They're just kind of like you said. They're voyeurs. They're <laughs> and like, do you even believe they're from the future? I don't believe but they're from the don't future. You That's ridiculous. In, like, don't you get it in like Enterprise where you know because obviously it has the whole like so the the time the time cold war the temporal cold war temporal cold war yeah 
and and it's this idea where it does seem to have people that just seem to go back and just check stuff in the past and they're just like going we're probably abusing things here but i love the idea though for this whole episode we don't know if they're actual charlatans i like, generally believe clear up that they're actual because you could do that you know how like, trek has the episode with the person who just pretends to be a god to a whole planet you could just do that you could just teleport in and be like i'm from the future and they're like can't really check that, so go on there. I, I genuinely believe, because it's been a couple of years since I've seen this, I genuinely believed that they weren't from the 27th century, that at some point in the episode we would find out, oh, they're just scammers, like the rest of them. Like, it was, you know, everyone was a con man who was involved in looking at this, because in this scene they, they advise, uh, well, they, they ask Picard, are you aware of the legend of the Toxutat? And Picard explains, uh, that, well... This is obviously for the audience. Yeah, where they it's are like, devices. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he has knowledge that you shouldn't have. It, te- it tells of a visitor from the future who left behind a mysterious device called the Toxutat. So it's like, what's the Toxutat? It tells a story about someone who left a Toxutat. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> um, so They should have done it like Garth Mengi. They should have done it where it's Picard being like, Hmm, I wonder if this could be the ancient legend of the, you know, I wonder if this could be the planet where the Toxu Tires, you know, like really mm. terrible exposition. Yeah. I just got a uh, notification from our internet service provider saying that the internet may go out. Oh, no. Oh, if it, if it goes out. I don't know if that means. That's it... your get out clause, Mark. That's your, oops, yeah. hurricane. Yeah. You know, oh, this, hey, this is really great, guys, but hurricane, black. <laughs> oh, no, the roof's coming off. Bye. Uh... <laughs> yeah, just totally fake uh... it. Just be like, oh, no. Oh. Camera comes back and he's just like, sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to be distracted. I just, uh, you know. No, it's, oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Just so, be safe, man. So they, they, they explain uh, that the Toxutat was invented by a scientist called Caldano in the mid 27th century, and it's actually a quantum phase inhibitor that is capable of halting all nuclear reaction within a star. Um, so, Picard asks, well, why bring such a powerful weapon back to the past? And he's like, well, we did this so people in in our time couldn't steal it so we took it back to the 22nd century and hid it now at this point when i was reviewing this today i thought wouldn't it have been awesome if enterprise did a riser episode where archer was like responsible for burying the toxutas <laughs> on riser and just like we'll hold this here no one will find it and it like ties you back totally to captain's holiday well. yeah but th- this is that's the horrible thing about enterprise there was so much potential you could have gone into it because it's like this whole oh the temporal cold war and then it just goes oh forget about that <laughs> and you're like oh okay yeah. never mind then you know so basically they 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 say this. i mean he was on riser and he also dated some thief mm. woman uh, that's it. Seen. That was a very yeah. similar episode. Could it, uh, could it she had in? a she had a goofy looking dog, alien dog. I think it was one of those unicorn dogs. <laughs> Glue the thing in. from the original was, series. <laughs> I was fully expecting it to be like some kind of mutant dog. Like it just turns it. You know, like what what? Oh, what's the episode where it has the the princess and she's actually a shape changer? in next gen and Wesley oh, falls in yes. love with her. I was just expecting the dog to just turn into this massive monster or something. You're like an archer's like, what the fuck? So they um Yeah. So they, they basically say in our history you discovered the Toxutat uh, whilst vacationing and on Riser. He's turned around and he's like, I haven't found anything and that's including peace. And I'm like, <laughs> ooh, you are you are one crabby little so and so today, Jean Luc, you need to chill out. We need the um, we need the, uh, the 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 shades to come down slowly. <laughs> oh no! 
more, more bow chicka wah wah music. So they, uh, yeah, let's get rid of the orchestra. Bring in the seventies wah wah band. They, um, so they state that he will find it. They beam away. He puts his hand into his very suave linen pocket and he finds a mysterious disc. We then go to Vash's room that is clearly being trashed. He walks mm. in and he's like, um, "Oh, it looks like someone's been looking for something." And he's like, "This." No, it, he pulls out the, the, the disc. Disc, not dick, disc. The, uh, <laughs> um, oh my God, my note, as I've just said that, it says, <laughs> yeah, my note says, Picard enters loose linen, big packages. Because he's wearing some very tight what pants. What are we doing here? Why are we here? Why, Why are, are we, we here? Doing? Yeah. <laughs> but she could. He confronts. He confronts. We could have. We could have promoted this correctly. We could have said we're going to talk dirty about a hilarious yeah. episode of Star Trek. I'm going to talk so dirty about Trek to you. Oh my. <laughs> Jean Luc Picard. So um, <laughs> you know what oh we God. are. We're Trek destroyers. <laughs> <laughs> so. He confronts her about the disc uh, and asks if it, you know if this is something to do with the Toxutat. Uh, she asks Picard if uh, he has heard of Samuel Estragon. Uh, he obviously, as as an archaeologist aficionado, he knows who that is. He spent half his life searching for the Tox. Um, she reveals that she uh, Vash was uh, Samuel's personal assistant. She spent five years with him, and that disc contains all of his notes and his map uh, and his maps to help find the tox utat so yeah. that helped them both um in situations that weren't quite ethical shall we say <laughs> again stereotyping ferengis like mark said earlier on it's a bit mm. in mm. this episode it's like do you need something dodgy doing let's go to the ferengis and it's like no Are these like the, the sunderland well i gotta say that uh ds9 uh uh the the pilot episode of voyager dealt with stereotyping ferengis pretty great yes uh, Harry Kim is in uh, Quark's bar, yeah. and Quark is hustling him to buy some rare crap. <laughs> and uh, Paris walks in, and uh, uh, Anson Kim says something about, you know, I was warned about Frank at the Academy, and yeah. Yeah. Quark's like, oh, who's your superior officer? And Paris gets him out of the situation. So did besides, didn't they warn you about Ferengi at the Academy? And I was like, ah, that's amazing. <laughs> I think I think that's a crazy. I, thing, I though, think the Ferengi are worthy of stereotyping. Yeah, it's it's that thing though. It's like they kind of all are that bad. Like DS Nine goes into it very well, where it has Ferengi who aren't Ferengi, like Nog and Rom, and kind of points out that not all Ferengi are like that, but they're made to be like that by their society. Where it's yeah. the fact that if they're not like that, they're treated like, you know, and it's a lot like how toxic masculinity works, where you just go, you are kind of, you know, kicked out. You know, you, you are kind of punished if you don't conform to what a man should be. And we're kind of getting over it now, but obviously that's kind of how DS9 leaves the Ferengi, where it kind of goes, hey, maybe Rom being you know, the Grand Nagus and Nog being the first Ferengi in Starfleet are going to change how that culture works but, and they're not going to be this toxic as fuck. So. But, but Zek spearheads that. <laughs> Grand Nagus Zek spearheads that, uh, you know, via his love of Quark and Rom's mother. So he spearheads that because <laughs> Boogie. Boogie. this is a this is a culture bound by the rules of acquisition, as we have, you know, just seen from some of the rules I've quoted there. It's like... Mm. So it's like we we leave DS9 where the Ferengi culture is changing is is becoming more progressive 
uh, at the end of DS9. I would love to see how it has progressed, but in lower decks we do see the the stereotypical Ferengis appear now and then. And I'm like, I, I would like to see the culture overall, but we are going back to Ferenginar in season four, so I love that. So, uh, Vash basically wants to retrieve the Toxuta, and she says to Picard, I want to take it back to the Daystrom Institute to study it, and I can't do that with Sovak watching her. So Picard volunteers to find the Toxuta and bring it back if she stays at the, at the resort. Obviously, Vash being Vash, she refuses, says that she's going to come uh, with him. There is, again, my note says, mucho sexual tension uh, in this scene where it begins. Um, the Toxuta is approximately 27 kilometers due east of where the, uh, where the resort is. Uh, he gives her the disc and he leaves to go get ready. The next scene I have written down here because they turn up in archaeological linen and I've got <laughs> linen, Dian linen Diana Jones. <laughs> linen Diana Jones. Linen Diana Jones. Because holy shit, it is. It is Linen Diana Jones. See, I, I don't know whether to praise you or knock you out of a spade. It's... It... It's it's a tough I think one. It's the latter. It's the latter. I'm yeah. trying my best. Come on, I'm, I'm trying like my best. Clang, you know? Hey, you're doing you're doing really you're doing really well. This is a difficult this is a difficult episode to talk about, and you're, you're crushing it. <laughs> the the love and support, the the thoughts and prayers that I'm receiving. Um, hey, what you, you're you you're bringing me a glass duck? So what what do you expect? Uh, <laughs> and tea bags of and a T-shirt. I'm going to support you. And tea bags. And you a get tea bagged and glass. And a t-shirt. <laughs> I wish I had gotten that Mai Tai now. God. <laughs> God help. Out the way, I'm on a podcast. Damn. God help American customs when they look through my bag and they're like, why have you got a glass duck, a set of tea bags and a t-shirt? I'm meeting someone. And it's just... <laughs> I'm, I'm meeting a man. Uh, I'm, I'm coming to meet an American. Yeah. <laughs> Come into this. Like, oh, oh, here's your horse. <laughs> Come into this dark room while point. I put on this glove. What? Why? Um, oh, that's so... not such a bad room. <laughs> hey, to be fair, I have to pay for that kind of treatment over here, you know. <laughs> okay, moving on. As, <laughs> okay, as... Sorry, enough about Jahamaron. As... <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't even have a hog on. Never mind. As li I, I love the. I was going to make a joke earlier about how it's called a Horgon, and he's like, "Well, how about Hor be gone?" and then throws it at it. I I <laughs> was thinking Horgon to your lug nuts. It's time for an overhaul. So as oh, Lynn Indiana Jones um, are getting ready, Sobak again confronts him. This is the shittest reception area I have ever seen because there is no security. Like this dude has confronted these two people twice. The second time with a weapon. And it's down yeah. to Picard to apprehend him, take the weapon, and just thump him in his Ferengi nose to knock him clean out. Um, I, I, I love the whole thing, though. It's like all of, like, there's so much. Go on. <laughs> this, this episode is, it's, I, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm like, it is kind of shit, isn't it? But I kind of love it. Um, but yeah, like, it, like in the previous scene, like the whole setup is like Bash being a bit melodramatic, where she's like, the doctor gave me this shortly before he died. And you Ooh, hate like some kind of telen telenovela kind of like. Well, you know, it's 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 like that swell. episode in DS9 where when Worf first shows up on DS9, 
and he's trying to figure out what the Klingons are doing. Yeah. And he gets uh, a buddy who owes his family a favor drunk, and he's like, I owe your family everything. If only there was some way to repay you. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love it. But I, I kind of love the cheesiness of it. Because, like, I'm sure Vash has a bit where she's just like, did Sovok tell you that? And you're just like, where the hell's this come from? Like, the, that whole shot is just i half expected bash is amazing and terrible all at the same time she's amazing because she's like you know a laura croft adventurer criminal yeah yeah, yeah. archaeology smart woman uh she, she's like that sort of uh it's it's like uh you know typically girls like the bad boys well picard likes the bad girls because picard is sort of a good boy yeah um, and, he's uh, secretly a slut we all know this <laughs> I think we're all secretly a slut. We're all secretly oh, Mark. All sluts for Picard. Not, maybe not necessarily Picard, but you know, for well, even for after this episode, archetype. are you not on the turn after this episode? We get Picard in linen. We get, you know. No, I'm looking. The, we get this picture keeps to showing up on your on your YouTube feed where he's got his legs crossed. Actually, I was talking because I don't have a Hawaiian shirt. I wanted to wear a Hawaiian shirt like you guys. I don't have one here uh mm. most of my stuff is in storage because we've been moving and um uh <laughs> i was going to try to find some white linen thing that picard is wearing and just go bare chested in my <laughs> swim trunks uh for today but i decided against it i don't know why i, I should have i think our youtube would I have think... probably melted <laughs> yeah he's just be like no Stop! It is too sexy. Two Hawaiian shirts <laughs> and a linen god, and you're just like mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> a linen god, right? Okay, yeah. we are linen we, Diana we, Jones. Not even that far in. We episodes, are, we are, because they, they they set off uh, to go retrieve the Toxutat because uh, the next scene is they're 11 kilometers in uh, to the caves. Uh, Picard just basically says, you know, I suggest that we set up camp for the night. Um, Vash, this is the first time Vash admits that she's been fibbing. And she's like, I've been not entirely honest with you. Mm. Uh, Sovak paid to hand over the disc, but I stole it. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, she does state that, you know, Picard is not the type of person to sit around a pool reading Fifty Shades of Earl Grey all day and getting a massive suntan via his linen, um, what's mm. left of his linen top. Um, because that is barely on, let's be honest. We see more <laughs> nipple in this in this episode than we do in the entirety of Star Trek. <laughs> It's a very nipple week because uh, we're wa we watched a mock time on Wednesday. We're having a mock time tomorrow, and Kurt, yeah. I, the amount of nipple bleeding talk it's... that we Dominic ran with, by the way. Who <laughs> uh, Bonnie? You guys are gonna... It's a lot of nip. That's a lot uh, of nipple right there. It, we we really went down the bleeding nipple uh, rabbit hole. I, I'm quite surprised though. Like, do you think that like uh, do you think Patrick Stewart requested this? Because I, I always loved it where um, you know in the X Files. Every time there was an episode where David Duchovny had his top off all, like, you know, where it literally just has him in a hotel room and he's literally just in his boxers or something. And then at the end, it's like, written by David Duchovny. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, right. Yeah. And it was him yeah. trying to sell himself as, like, a sex pest. That That's why in The Simpsons, yeah. when he pulls out his ID card in The Simpsons, like, Adrian <laughs> Mulder, FBI, and he's just doing the thriller pause in a thong because it's <laughs> David, it's David Duchovny. I just love that it kept happening. Every time there was a, he doesn't need to be topless, but there he is. It was always an episode that he either directed or wrote or produced. 
Uh, and then, like, I'm wondering if this is like uh, Picard, basically, you know, Patrick Stewart being like, I need to be sexier, damn it. I I'm need ju- to be in linen for the whole episode. I've just got a flashback, and this is going to be traumatizing that my mother had a major crush on David Duchovny, and then I've just realized my mother is watching this show. I'm sorry. Oh, no. And I'm Good also mother, sorry. I agree with you. I'm sorry, <laughs> Father. I'm sorry, Mum and Dad. I watched it for David Duchovny and shoulder pads. Uh, <laughs> my parents need, watch. Listen. Uh, uh, Michael's parents forgive me. <laughs> I didn't know what was. I'm, I'm just trying to make a living talking about Star Trek. I had no idea what was happening. Aren't we all? Uh, so anyway, I'm, sorry. I, I'm so, not doing any. I'm not doing any apologies at all. They they created goodwill. <laughs> they created goodwill. They it's on them. You. That's, you know. Keeping it clean. So Picard and Bash do it in a cave. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's right. This is the first episode. No, this is the second episode where Picard gets. How do you know that? Snogged. Where he does well, the Riker maneuver. The first one is in episode two where they're all space drunk, sort of. Oh, yes. And he's, like, and he's Captain Sweaty, horny for uh, McFadden. Because he, uh, he does this, he does this reaction with Crusher where he's looking at it and he goes, wow. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that happened. Uh, and then it obviously happened here. Uh, and then it happened with the lady who plays the piano yes. and uh, almost died in the firestorm. And then it uh, <laughs> happened in his his in his brain family where he lived on the planet in his brain. Yeah, the inner life. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, and he then, played uh, his flute. Yeah, he had two kids on. Some he got planet. his flute played actually. I think. Yeah. So anyway, the next scene. <laughs> the the next scene. They arrive to the point where the Toxuta is supposedly buried. Um, so uh, Vash is having trouble isolating the signal. So Picard is like, "Well, yeah." And then the and then the aliens show up again. The meaningless future aliens. The space voyeurs, <laughs> as Sonoy's. They're ca- bogus. Yeah. The bogus. The bogus. They're they're they're. The bogus. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, we're a plot device from the future. <laughs> you could have got some. <laughs> they're spades. not even a plot device. They're That's not. The problem. They're not even a plot device. <laughs> they serve no purpose. They drive none of the story forward. They provide no obstacles whatsoever. In fact, when the Frangie guy shows up here, when Nog shows up again in a second, yeah. they're like, stay out of the way. <laughs> it's like, so, don't, just, don't interfere. Don't interfere. Let's just let this play out. And it's like, <laughs> that's it. Are you basically That's the antithesis saying... of complicating a plot. Oh, my God. They're so worthless. Are you I, basically I like saying the idea, that? though, that they, that they, like, you know, they're just like, oh, we're just here to make sure that Picard does the thing that he's meant to be doing. But no, we're not going to stop the guy with a gun pointed at him. And he's just going, surely that's the first thing that you would help with. So so, so two things, yeah. are, two, two things. Are you basically saying, Mark, that uh, the Vorgons are um, Indiana Jones in Raiders, where he contributes absolutely nothing to the plot because the end result would have still been the same if he wasn't there. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, I forgot the second point because this absolute, this has gone off the rails. But yeah, they, I they... still think that I I think that they literally, as a joke, they took the plot of a porn and they turned it into an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation to see if anyone would notice. And uh, the the bogus voyeur future aliens uh, are uh, an artifact of the of that. Of them mimicking the plot of whatever that terrible porn was. I love the fact that our very special guest on Trekking Up North has associated <laughs> a beloved episode of a Next Generation. Episode. I'm going to say Hold on. Air quotes. Air quotes. Look. An episode look. of Dress. It is not Code of Honor. It is not Code of Honor. 
I would oh, rather see... here on the wheel, Goodwill. No. I'm fixing the wheel. We're going to do code of honor. That wheel's going under a refit like the rest does, of the adequate. Nina says, does it ever stay on the rails? That's really funny. Never. Never. Never this is, this is, we've actually, we are making good time compared to the rest of the tangents we have. Yeah, um, Mark, Mark is our guardian angel here. He is keeping us kind of on topic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so Picard brings out the spades and as a shovel guy, I'm like, hell yeah, Jean-Luc, get those spades out. Let's start digging. Uh, oh, you're a shovel guy. I didn't know that about you. When when I do when I do my Twitch, <laughs> I did I did a Twitch stream of a game, Mark, where it was just essentially me shoveling people to death or using shovels in whatever creative way instead of guns, uh, because there's a game <laughs> called Far Cry Five, and you get a shovel with a smiley face on it, and I'm just like, yeah, I could sniper this person, or I could, I could shovel him. I could spear yeah. throw this shovel into his testicular region. I chose that because it's more comedy. So, um, I, yeah. I quite like it. I think I, uh, I, where his weapon of choice is shovels. <laughs> I, I grew up with, uh, you know, camp in the in the North Woods in northern Minnesota, and I grew up camping. I grew up with shovels, especially with little those little camp shovels. Mm. Um, also, uh, as a filmmaker, there was a, a, a time there in the early 2000s where something like four or five movies in a row ended with somebody murdering someone or something with a shovel and it's only like decades later looking back at these movies that i had made where i was like oh my god i had a shovel thing back then (laughs) every time every time oh you can dig holes with these as well i thought they were purely a murder instrument so so aside from the mark 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 t-shirt which i've been petitioning for for the last god knows how oh we're working on that yeah the (laughs) guy who designed them uh we've been i've been talking to on discord now I, I think we need a shuttle pod show We're shovel. Make them available. I think we need a shovel a sh- pod. The murder shovel. <laughs> the murder, just NX01. <laughs> oh. And then oh on the back, God. and then on the back, these are the voyages, just draped in blood. And then um. So, <laughs> <laughs> we should do a series of graphic uh, comic books, uh, where yeah, it's just like horror film version of the crew of the NX01. Do you know what I've just realised? Do you know what I've just realised? Archer uses a shovel in an episode of Enterprise to play Kate in Alien Race because he uses a chainsaw and a shovel. I'm sure he does. Oh, yeah. That's right. And he lays it all out. Yeah. NX01 shovel. Power Mount. Hold on. That was a silly episode as well, if we're going to be perfectly honest. If this is a silly episode of TNG. If I am am getting Star Trek T-keys, they can do Star Trek-themed shovels. Okay, <laughs> an NX01 shovel. Um, he named the shovel David Spade. That's I did ridiculously, Davis. That's ridiculous. I did. That's it was David Spade, and I, I became more and more unhinged as the weeks went oh, on. You actually I, did. Yeah, I called it David Spade. Yeah, I'd be walking around the map, and I'd be like, "Come on, David, let's go kill some people." Okay, and these people. And these people watch you weekly. They pay. <laughs> I wish I had gotten my mind tied. We have people that watch and they're not even fans of Star Trek. And we're just like, what are you getting out of this? You know, it's like, you don't... We are the we are the worst entry point for Star Trek you could ever have. I'm having fun. Good. So... Uh, so yeah, Sovak, the Vorgan voyeurs. Uh, I'm just going to call them the voyeurs. Vorgan voyeurs. The um, they are voyeurs. watching the the the, the Vorgoyers. 
never mind. <laughs> they are so they are they are digging, they are digging, and they are digging, and it gets to the point where they're going. Look, the Utah is not here. We would have found it by now. The Vorgons are puzzled, so with them being voyeurs, they're not going to get their release. They beam away. So that they, they literally like, oh well, goodbye. Oh well, <laughs> but like, yeah. You know, type their their new it's Elon Musk, their Elon Musk smart chips that have been implanted into their heads, where it's just like X Neuralink. What? Yeah, Neuralink. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, probably change that to Y or something because why not? <laughs> why not? Sorry. Why? Um, so they beam away. Sovak refuses to give up, and he just starts digging himself because Sovak's just like, it must be here, it must be here, it must be here. Uh, back at the hotel, uh, Vash feels that five years of her life have been wasted. Picard's just like, oh, there will be other treasures. <laughs> like, what's in my <laughs> linen pants? The, um... So... <laughs> Sorry, I just... Um... Uh, Picard leaves and returns to his room, and we find that Riker... You know, we find out that Riker has returned uh, the Enterprise back to orbit, ready to beam up, and Picard goes, on my signal, initiate transporter code 14. And he's like, 14? He's like, you heard me. Yeah, order 14, yeah. Order 14. Mm-hmm. Um, down in so the... you heard me. Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> down in reception, we see Vash leaving with her bag. Uh, Picard, again, this is very murder she wrote this. I half expected like a, a descendant of Jessica Fletcher to turn up and mm. solve it all. Uh, Picard is sat um, on... Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jessica Fletcher's great, 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 great person. <laughs> um... <laughs> Are you all right, Mark? Have I, have I ruined you today? <laughs> Ah, I'm just glad I came on. It's hilarious and not what I expected. Oh, good, you're never leaving. <laughs> um, the uh, so yeah, Picard's like, oh, um, are you about to leave without saying goodbye? And Vash is just like, oh, well, I was, I was coming to say goodbye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, Picard says with it, you know, there is one more thing that you can uh, do for me before you leave. Tell me where you hidden the tox utat. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and she looks at him like. Me, little old me, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so she wanted. I mean, we admit it. She admits it. Uh, the Toxotat has been, for some reason, buried at reception. Which again, the shittest reception. No managers, no staff, no nothing. You know, someone can just go and replace a organ and put a crystal in it. Uh, yeah. She reveals the Toxutat. She's like, I wanted Sovak to follow in uh, so shit, uh, he could find out for himself that the Utah wasn't in the cave and convince him that it was a futile effort, that it wasn't there, it was all for nothing, so that he, you know, he essentially goes away so she could run away with the profits. Mm-hmm. Um, Picard says, you know, you basically, you beamed down there. As soon as you came to Riser, you beamed down there, you went to the cave, you dug it up and you hid it. Um... I love that you're a man of many talents, Jean-Luc. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, she knows that now. Because yeah. he knows you're a lying shit, you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're so talented. <laughs> <laughs> because, clearly, because you are so transparent. Con. Oh, my God. Yes, it's she's yes, she's so transparent. I came down to say good. I was on my way to say goodbye to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like all this uh, just on and on and on. She's such a I guess that's why she's fun. I don't know. So the Vorgons appear. The Vorgons appear as Picard is holding the crystal. Um, they demand the crystal, and Vash quite logically says, and I mean, I thought Picard would have done this when he first encountered them in the hotel room. Do you know that they are who they say they are? 
have you asked for proof? And I'm like, it's... oh, oh, oh. And but yes, yeah, sorry. This is literally the worst spot in the entire episode. It's the worst moment. It's the it's the least Picard Picard has ever acted mm. in all of Star Trek. Even Picard season period. one. Even season one, where he's like, <laughs> let's see what this galaxy class starship can do. Help me, my uniform is killing my yeah. spine. <laughs> yeah, it is it is absolutely transmission like... circuits exploding. <laughs> yeah, it's like he it's it's so at un Picard. She's like, Well, wait a minute, do, do you know who they are? And he's like, Oh yeah. You have to have proof, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it took you like... seven days to, to do you and know it's what like I mean? He's yeah. asking her permission to to like be to confront yeah. them in the right way. It's very it's a very bizarre moment. Oh. And I, I didn't look at who directed the episode, and I don't want to shit on somebody very talented directing. But I think this, it's uh, Ira Stephen Bear, isn't it? Ira produced this episode. I don't oh, produced it? Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I think I think this but is he the weird thing, though. All basically, of these episodes. <clears throat> yeah, like he challenges them, and then what happens next? Goodwill. So he challenges he them. The they, they... Hey, uh, who who directed this episode? Somebody in the yeah. In somebody the in the chat. chat. Yeah. Who, yeah. who directed the episode? Um, they 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 want the Toxutas, and Picard is asking for proof, and they they stun Vash, which mm. with a so, very wait, hold on, Chuck. Chuck, are you saying the Picard maneuver is when he? is about ready to give some priceless future uh, technology yeah. to, to two con men he's never met before just because they say they're from the future? It's not or as good as Riker. Saying, it's a very specific maneuver. That the Picard maneuver is that when that he quickly looked to Bosch for approval. <laughs> Picard? No, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work the same. It'd be more like Picard? Picard? <laughs> it's a Picard maneuver? <laughs> So yeah, they stun Vash. He then contacted. He's like, uh, Picard to Enterprise, execute transport. Uh, call, uh, order fourteen. Put order it, fourteen. Yeah. Two second delay. Right. On my mark. Mark. The, yeah. uh, mark. And then and then it, yeah. And then it, he puts his communicator on the thing. Yeah. yeah. And it and it and it fit. It TV explodes. <laughs> this annoyed me. I, because Picard, I'm so confused. But, but but Picard is an archaeologist, right? Surely, surely, right? Oh, as an archaeologist, blew, uh, yeah, yeah. Why would I don't? None of it makes any sense. What? I, what? I, I, I was like, hold on, is he going to trap the future voyeurs? Uh, is he yeah. going to like? Is he going to trap the uh, Ferran, uh, Rom? Like, Chip Chalmers yeah. was the director. I by didn't the way. remember. I told you guys um, earlier today when I rewatched this episode. All I had remembered about it was that Picard went on vacation. He met Vosh, and Vosh is, you know, cool because she's yeah. like a weird anti-Picard love interest. Yeah, and that makes for really good fun. And I remembered that he almost kicked the shit out of a Frankie. I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, but like you blocked it out. <laughs> I, I, blocked out the nightmare. I had a real problem with this because I was like, I, as an archaeologist, <laughs> you would you would beam it up. So the again. Ironically, he this have is beamed it up to the ship. Yeah, and this given is the... it... and no, no, fake it being blown up. And yeah. given it that's what I thought. Cause... Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought he was going to do with all the forty. Where it's essentially the Picard maneuver. Where oh, is it the the <laughs> yeah with God. the with the warp speed on yeah. the stargazer and you see it here but it's not there anymore and so they, they fake like blowing it up. Yeah, and then at the end he's just like, "What this?" And I was just yeah, like, yeah. I was waiting for that plot twist at the end, but no, he just legit blows oh, this yeah. artifact up. <laughs> I, uh, I I expected the episode to end with it sitting on his desk in the ready room, yeah, yeah, and like 
him starting a transmission to Daystrom Institute or his famous what archaeological the... professor. Yeah, the whole episode is full of these. Like, it's not even a double bluff; it's like a non-bluff where it's like it's, it's got a these... porn wait, episode wait. adapted into a Star Trek episode. But but it's like where it's got the 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 voyeurgons, and it's like they are like. And, and you kind of just go, oh, maybe the twist, there's going to be a twist, and it's that they're not really from the future and that they are con men. And then it's like, no, no, they actually just are from the future. And you're like, okay, that's a bit boring. And yeah, then it's like, no, yeah, it's like they're Uber. clearly con oh, just men. Why can't you like, just tell us? Yeah. yeah. Why, why does this maneuver it? Why does this, uh, you know, transport code 14 exist? When would you, you do, ever and, use and they that? Say, like, oh, when he, Riker, could you just kill me, please? You know, yeah. just when he, my when he blows up the stupid <laughs> thing. When yeah. he blows up the thing, uh, they say history recorded that you destroyed the device. You fulfilled your, uh, you know, destiny to yeah. the fullest, whatever dumb thing. And then they, <laughs> they like do their ear bug transportation. Neuralink. <laughs> yeah, their Neuralink. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I'm like, yeah. this is. This is absolutely inappropriate. It's it's <laughs> it is ridiculous. I love Star Trek so much. I love all of it, and and the worse it is, the better it is. But this, so this was great. It was it was ridiculous because we we all agree that what should have happened didn't happen, and it just pisses us off so much because yeah. So they they blow that up. They be aware. Back in uh, Picard or Vash's uh, quarters, she's like, oh, I'm going to go to Sa Fa Sa. God, this is again. This links back to the porn, the Sarthong planet Sarthong Five, <laughs> and he's flipping out, and he's like, "They are, they are merciless. They don't like trespassers." And she's like, "I'm going to stay out of trouble," and I'm just like, "Sarthong." <laughs> so like, it's these really? are porno names. The it is a it is a porno name. Porno yeah. He beams back to the Enterprise. All was well on Starbase Well, The Enterprise has got a fresh lick of paint. And, you know, they've cleaned out Riker's holodeck. It's fine. They, um... Uh, the ship is in splendid condition, Captain. And I'm just like, that's the first and only time you're ever going to say that, Fricks. Uh, Picard, um, confronts Riker about the Horgon. He's just like, oh, I've got your Horgon. We will speak about this. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, you're in trouble. Um, but I love the fact that Riker right at the end is like, yeah, he had a good time. Because, like, Riker's got this, like, sex sense where he's just like, oh, he got some. <laughs> the, the fact that the episode ends on Riker's grin is just my favourite thing in the whole world. Just him being like, you know, it's so... Yeah, I absolutely... I love the fact that this is called back to in Lower Decks as well, where it's like, I think it's in the first season where they're on the Titan. And he's like, something about him and trying to say something. He's like, oh, yeah. She's like, I'm going to wear this dress. He's like, oh, I'll bring the Horgan. And I'm just like... Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but okay, but overall, what do we think about this episode? Insane. You, I know how. Do you, how do you feel, Goodwill? It was um, upon review because I haven't seen it for a couple of years. Looking back, it was fun, frustrating, but Star Trek at its insane best. Where it's just <laughs> like I'm from the 27th century. This means nothing, and it's like. <laughs> You know, a lot of things were, didn't need to be there. Like, the Horgon was just for comedic value. And it's just, like, Ferengi and flip-flops. Um, and it's just, like, it it's mental Star Trek. And I like this because we get this in DS9 as well where Jadzia takes Worf to Riser as well. Yeah. And it's, like, it's, we need episodes like this. And we, we've had it in Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds mm -hmm. has been off the chain this season. We've, you know, but... 
they've had the ability to be like, we're going to do a musical. Now here's an episode about post-traumatic stress disorder. And then we're going to... And it's just like, right, this was... I had... Up until the end, like, I I was liking it up until about three quarters of the way through. And then it was just basically, right, the Vorgans were pointless. They blew the artifact up for no reason. Mm. But at least Picard got some. (laughs) It was a porn episode, like Mark said. How do you, you feel? Should, uh, you should haiku this episode. Oh God, haiku! I haven't even done it. I haven't done a haiku in years. <laughs> what is it? Five three five. That was really close. Hold on, that's a question for the chat. Who can do a haiku? Yeah, do a haiku. If you're watching this yeah. back, put a haiku in the comments as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, what did you think of the episode, Mark? Yeah. What did I think of it? Yeah, go on. Well, oh, the, 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 you haven't made clear already. He's leaning forward. It's going to get uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> Just <all> sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag all Trek is good Trek. Yes. Um, <laughs> this uh, episode is silly. Yeah. Uh, it's it seems like it tried to be funner than it committed to. Yep. Like, they didn't quite commit to making it the the comedy of errors. It seemed like it was intent, intended to be. Uh, you know, there's a bit of uh, some kind of a farce going on, uh, but it was, like, played by... Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't crafted right by people who were making Star Trek at the time. Yeah. Is my sense. Yeah. Uh, that being said, it was nice to see that Picard has a sense of adventurism to him. That uh, he actually, you know, likes things like uh, flirting and uh, uh, adventurism. He likes adventurism. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it was nice that he figured it out. It was a little dumb that, you know, he blew up. And you know what? I'm just <laughs> going to headcanon the balls out of him having not blown it up that he secretly gave it to Daystrom. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the thinking. right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and that he probably. Uh, intercepted the phony baloney future alien voyeurs and they are uh, rotting in New Zealand somewhere. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, <laughs> they became so, orcs. I, I, I yeah. forgot I forgot how kind of crumpled this episode was. It, it, yeah. it's, it's not it is not Star Trek the next generation's best showing. It's not the worst. <laughs> what could possibly be the worst? It's like it's like <laughs> it's like weekend weekend at Bernie's meets Indiana Jones with linen, <laughs> but bad. But yeah. bad, yeah. With with no pornographic again, undertones. I don't know. It. Uh, I've noticed in the chat a lot of people going on about how surprised they are that uh, Picard is so sexy in this episode. Why yeah, are you surprised? Right. He was the sexiest man, voted sexiest man of the year. Make it so. Sexiest man alive. Sexiest blah, blah, man blah. alive. We, we do get some Patrick Stewart nipples. Sanois, <laughs> what did you think? I'm I'm going to be devil's advocate here because I actually You're really say like how great this episode. <laughs> I actually well, okay. What I will do, okay, is I, I think say, it's great too. So you it can't is a very great comedy episode. It is mm-hmm. a very silly episode. It knows it's being yes. silly, but the stuff that's unforgivable is the stuff where yes, it would have been so easy just to do it better. Like there's no twists. Like you know there there are no yes. twists at all. Uh, you know, but. 
we think about what this introduces is what I love about it. Because the fact is, this gives us all of these things that are essential to Trek now, where we have Riser, we have Horgons, we have Vash, we have Ferengi kind of acting like that. We have maybe not shit time travelers, but we get quite a few of them. But, um, you know, we, we have all of these staples that we kind of get like later on and that they they, they keep going back to that I kind of love. But and I think I think Vash like. I think Bash is one of my favorite Trek characters because they are exactly what the series needed. They are very, they're a, they're a tough woman who uses everyone. Like every single she, scene she's with Picard, she is using him. She's just lying flat out. Like, like the whole story about, oh, I was the doctor's assistant for five years and I did all of this. It's like, we don't even know if any of that is true. You know, like I, maybe the friend None of it's true. Told us no. that. Nothing yeah. that's come out of her mouth and that's is true. That's, and that's what, what's brilliant about her, where she, with anyone else, if it wasn't Picard, would have just got away with this whole thing scot-free. And I kind of love that as a devious character, because she's not a villain, she's just devious. And then when we get her in, there's another episode of TNG she's in, which is the Robin Hood one. But then she has an episode of DS9, and I always felt like she was the character that they could have done a lot more with. Like... I, I like the idea of she's one of the characters that you could make a spin-off show about. I thought she would come back for or Lower Decks. Or bring back in Lower Decks, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think, you know, when you think about things that Lower Decks can reference, one of them could be that, uh, what's his name, Sovak is still digging. That, that's <laughs> the sort of joke that you're going to get on Lower Decks at some point. 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. Or Shit Time oh, Voyeurs. These are all fun. things that'll get parodied. Yeah. How fun. And the, and the Shit Time Voyeurs show up. And Oh, thank God for Lower Decks. Oh, yeah. yes. Thank God for Lower Decks. To sort of clean up the slop that is always around <laughs> the fringe of such a massive franchise. Yeah. How wonderful. That's such a good idea. I'm so glad. In fact, I have to say uh, that... Uh, right there is the reason I'm 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 glad that I came on the show today <laughs> because you inspired me to re- like. There's a way to make this all fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like That's now fun. now I can just now I I have hope and anticipation that Lower Decks will one day make fun of this episode. Oh, they will. They they have to. Yeah, they they have to. I'm I'm gonna because I know one of the the background animators for Lower Decks. So I'm just gonna like. Hey, do you remember that Captain's Holiday? <laughs> yeah, drop it in. Can, can probably yeah. be like, we are Drop aware. it into a meeting. <laughs> yeah, just, just, yes. just, one of your meetings oh, just have familiar. like, just three seconds of Sovak still digging 20 years later. Okay, oh, thanks. Yeah. Actually, I, I had a question I wanted to ask the chat and you, Mark, and whatnot. What does the tattoo on uh, Sovak's head mean? Like, what do the, you know how... It's the Ferengi symbol. I think it's his rank. Yeah, yeah, because they're ranks, aren't they? Because obviously Quark and Rom don't have them, but that suggests so that suggests that he's in the military, right? Yeah, or I yeah, ex-military. Yeah, I mean, do you think the Ferengi call it the Navy, or is that not? I don't know. I don't know what they actually call it. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's probably very much like what we have here, where people get tattoos when they're in the army. And yeah, just like, it's just yeah. that thing because you see a, a few Ferengi in Next Generation that have them, but then they kind of forget about them from DS9 and they're like, okay, never mind, you know. And I wasn't sure if it was just that they changed the style or that they mean something in their society. So, guys, <laughs> that was probably the most unhinged review of a Star Trek episode we have ever done. Um, holy, holy shit. 
I would like. Was it unhinged? It was on my fault. No. <laughs> no, if, it's on your fault. If anything, we enabled you. Um, oh no. I would. I would absolutely like to thank. I want Mark. to be a good influence. I really want to be a good influence. Oh, you are. You, you are influencing. You are. You are encouraging us to to be um, less adequate and better. Um, I just looked at the chat and I've got a full frontal of Picard. It's the, the one where he's got his legs crossed on the screen. I'm like, oh, oh it's too late. Yeah. I've seen everything. Oh, it's gone. Uh, I would... That's it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, guys, I would Myst like. Mystic Wolf. Mystic Wolf, are you saying that? Because you just saw our Discord. <laughs> Romy Lanier, no longer to be that? served on diplomatic functions. <laughs> this is Martini, baby. So, <laughs> I would like to thank uh, the Kirk, wonderful. Star Trek 6. Yay! Guess who's coming to dinner? Um, Guess who's coming to only the size of my head. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? He's like, he's like, uh, are you radiation? Have you heard, are you are you detecting any ra any radiation? And only says, only the, the size, size of, of my, my head. head. <laughs> oh, what a good! I'm gonna have to rewatch that now. I absolutely love the Undiscovered Country. Six is the best movie uh, that has ever been made of all time, Star Trek or otherwise. It is the number one movie ever made. I uh, I it, never paid attention to the movies, like, and I'm slowly watching through them now because I thought they'd come up more often on this show. Oh my god! And they just haven't. Do yourself if a favor. You nerds want to watch the Star Trek movies and review them one at a time? Sign me up. Oh, put it on the calendar. I would just. I would love. <laughs> to go through every one of the original series movies. And We've we spent nearly the two hours movies. talking about Captain's Holiday. That's the there next... is no way that's... we are getting through. That's the next two months sorted. So <laughs> let me just put that down. Yeah, that's Sinoise. Be amazing, yeah. Be so but but Sinoise, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna watch the movies, I highly recommend the director's cut of Wrath of Khan and mm. the director's cut of Undiscovered Country. Oh, they're both amazing. Absolutely yeah. fantastic for me. It's I mean, I bet that Klingon bitch killed her father. Yeah. <laughs> I so as as that sounds amazing. As I was, as I was a poor boy, <laughs> as I was a poor boy in the northeast of England, we videotaped uh, the movies off the TV. That was heavily yeah. cut. Like Undiscovered Country was. Oh my the, god! The BBC just destroyed the cut. So when I. When I grew up, and I was like, I'm going to buy them all. But it was at the time, do you remember when they did uh, the silver DVDs and the like director's cut? And it had all those special features. And I was like, oh, director's cut by Nicholas Mayer. And I watched it. And I, but that was the first time I ever heard Scotty go, I bet that Klingon bitch killed her. And I'm just like, <laughs> Scotty said bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust me. She didn't send one, one blood. Uh, sh she didn't she shed one, one bloody tear. tear. <laughs> well, hardly conclusive, Mr. Scott, since Klingons have no tear ducts. <laughs> and we it's just, amazing. Yeah. I can't, I can't. So now we get now Kim Cattrall. In... Oh. Kim Cattrall is a Vulcan. We do, we do. Uh, no. I, I will, I will watch. Oh, you're, I think, you're going I think to. maybe we do need to. When we, when we come back after Lower Decks, we probably need to start. I'm telling you, Star Trek V is I need my pain. And excuse me, what does God need with a starship? Star Trek yeah. Four is uh, I'm from Iowa. I only work in space. Star Trek Three is uh, what? What's the best one? Star Trek. The, the best one is staff. Uh, what's the word, Captain? The word is no. Therefore, I am doing it anyway. 
Therefore, I am doing it anyway. That's a really yeah. good one. Uh, Star Trek Two is Khan, and Star Trek or I spit at you as I'm dying, whatever. And then, uh, Star Trek One is um. Oh, it's Star it's Trek McCoy. Is, uh, it's, it yeah. it has to be McCoy. This will get referenced again. <laughs> no, but it's it's McCoy. Oh, where he, gets like... call, he gets drummed back into the system. Yeah. The beginning when it's like gets transported on, and he's like. I don't know. I heard they make Chapel an MD. Yeah, <laughs> he's all grumpy that he got called back. It's it's a bit in Star Trek Five where Spock goes, "He is my brother." I know he's a fellow Vulcan. No, Jim, he is my brother. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And the fact the that... guys at on on unplanned Trek yeah. uh, have a hat uh, go on about Sarek's uh, bastard children all the time because he's got <laughs> so many children. I love the I fact love in season one of Strange New Worlds they referenced uh, Serac and then just like he he never appeared again and I'm just like please season three let's have something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like that they're setting stuff up. They're kind of going look we have because I was really upset with uh, Strange New Worlds where they had like Umbenga's daughter and then they just resolved it and you're like you could have carried that on for a season or two. Like, but if know. they don't know at the time when the film I know, I know. But but like they said, they did it with Sarek. But they, they like, knew with season two. Sarek. They knew with season two they had a season three and that's why we had a right. goddamn to be continued. Yeah. But... Dave, Dave Gregory proposes Picard takes a break. Vosh brings trouble. We know. Boom goes talk Sugat. <laughs> <laughs> what a haiku. That's a good one. We've got another one, don't we? Picard on Riser. Just wants to enjoy his book. Someone finished this I do for me. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one from Tiffany Laurie. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that Lee Davis for, for Star Trek 3. Great Scott! A Klingon! Um, yeah, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. Um, yeah. This is Christopher oh, Lloyd. Yeah. yeah, but Christopher Lloyd had a time machine before he had a time machine. Star oh, Trek that's 3. why he was okay on the Genesis planet because he knew he could just bolt out. Yeah, future. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we we will. I think I think Sonoy's we're gonna have to do the the movie reviews in order after Lower Decks potentially. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's probably like the, the problem is when I was catching up when I had COVID the other week. I what I watched Insurrection and Nemesis and why. They're, Start they're, at they're the beginning. Not, they're not bad. I heard they were bad, but I was like, they're no, they're not bad. Really good. They're just like long episodes. Although the title sequences looked like they were done in Microsoft PowerPoint. Like, what the actual fuck happened with those title sequences? Like, that's like, oh yeah, we've got to do one of these. Oh well, fuck it. Well, have the words. I'm sorry. What, what did I miss? What did I miss? What did they do in Microsoft PowerPoint? The oh, introductions for sequences... Nemesis and Interaction. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. If they yeah, were trying yeah. to do it on computers, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they like peaked at first contact. Intro. Yeah, at first... the time it was really impressive. Now that we're looking back at it, we're like, oh, you children. Well, it's like it's like the resolution of the first contact fleet. It's like this is the Norway class. Here is six pixels, and you're like, "Mm." (laughs) but not a lot of detail on that. Um, But yes, guys, I am aware that we've been going on for nearly two hours, so that was our. Oh shit! Are we supposed to go home now? No, no, we can (laughs) we can talk all night, baby. We We don't keep talking. Yeah. Um, we, talk all night. we have a very hoity to, we have a very fancy hollywood dinner to go to tonight oh, oh wow at, at some point i have to put a little bow tie on so <laughs> before we wrap up mark do you want to tell us what's going on with the shuttle pod show tomorrow oh my goodness um we we, we were supposed to have mary howard on the 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 revered and beloved uh producer of tng ds9 voyager and like the whole uh terry metallis credits her for his entire career mm. um in fact uh, terry was going to we were we were conspiring for terry to 
crashed the interview when Mary was in the room, but um, <laughs> uh, we we had to reschedule Mary's conversation. So uh, as a result, we watched a mock time. Mm. Uh, one of our Warp Four Patreon members happened to be in LA, and I was explaining to him why we weren't going to do a standard episode that we were going to do one of our the episodes where we watch yeah. an episode of Star Trek. And uh, I said, which original series episode do you think we should do? And he's like, a mock time. Do a mock time. <laughs> no thought Sean, at all. Yeah, Sean, it was Sean Coleman. Sean Coleman, uh, who very graciously gives us the wine to give to our guests. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and he said, a mock time. And so we watched a mock time. Well, we invited uh, Bonnie Gordon on as our guest. I love Bonnie uh, Gordons. She's amazing. Um, there's the key. <laughs> there was what? I'm sorry, I'm getting work oh. messages that are really complicated right now. Oh, that's there. Him. There was the key. Ah, nope. Sorry. Uh, we got our keys to our new office yesterday. So really well us, done. Yeah. yeah. We're moving into a studio. We're gonna build a permanent studio now. It's gonna take probably three or four weeks, and we're gonna have to raise another probably fourteen grand to do it. Oof. Mm. Uh, but it'll be worth it. Mm. Um, we dream so, of fourteen uh, grand. <laughs> we watched a mock time, and we're gonna have. We were trying to have a watch party yesterday and today, but the technology and um, people preparing for the hurricane yeah. are making problems. So uh, we're trying to make sure that we get it uh, posted for our Patreon members today, so that mm. they can watch the unedited, uh, raw version of us drinking an entire bottle of whiskey and watching. Uh, a mock time. Um, uh, if you've seen our promos, you get a sense of what it's going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is unhinged. You have to wait till you see the Bonnie Gordon one. The goodbye. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Did you uh, get Bonnie she... Gordon wasted? Bonnie Gordon. Got, got Bonnie Gordon wasted. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, no responsibility <laughs> whatsoever there. We love. Bonnie Gordon, and she is a perfectly responsible adult. Uh, I got uh, a little sauced. Connor and Dominic got a little sauced. Bonnie no. sauced. And it was so much fun. We can't wait to share it with everybody. Um, so we're hoping to get it live tonight. Uh, but tomorrow morning, sort of a recap of that watch party is going to play at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, uh, we're going to play Unplanned Trek Plan Bit which is they challenge us to our, our best and worst moments from the episode. And uh, they do a five-question trivia game with us to make sure we were watching the episode. Mm -hmm. uh, and they award us points, and we're going to track them uh, going forward. Who's What's the leaderboard like? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, and then uh, when, our little, our, when the thing we already recorded is done, we're going to go live with a live Q&A for anyone to talk about a mock time or ask mm -hmm. us questions or whatever. Um, it, uh, 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 hurricane pending. Hurricane yeah. pending. Uh, hurricane pending may cancel the live portion of it. So, um, <laughs> but we're really excited about it. We're trying to figure out the right way to format these uh, watch Star Trek episodes together. Because the idea is, we want to watch Star Trek with the entire with the community yeah. that's been growing around our show and the Star Trek community in general. And we want to watch it with, you know, Connor and Dominic who are in Star Trek and with other special guests who are also in Star Trek so they can talk about their insight 
uh, on being in that episode or whatever. Mm. Uh, we're testing it out with the original series because that mm. seems like the right series to test it out with. I, I seen the Unplanned Trek, uh, the, the post of the tw- uh, a tweet or an X or whatever it's called today, and it was just like... <laughs> Mark contacted us. Hey, we're going to review a mock time. Uh, we're going to do a Star Trek episode. Cool. I like TNG's cause and effect. A mock time. Yeah, but cause a mock time. Bye. And I was just like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's based. Isaac, uh, Isaac sort of has the ability to peer into my soul. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, if um, if you have not watched the shuttle pod show, please. Oh, and please. then we have uh, we have Garrett Wong, Garrett Wang, um, way. on no Wednesday. Way. So next Sunday will be Garrett. No uh, way. Assuming, assuming Amazing. The, um, and one of the things I want to talk to him about is the Delta Flyers is so good. You guys mm. have really sort of honed in on a way to talk about your own show. Um, yeah. Can you give us advice on how to talk about our own show, talk yeah. about Enterprise? Yeah. Because we we are definitely starting. Uh, we have been working for a while now on launching a series where it's just we talk about every episode of Enterprise. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's the guys, and then we bring on special guests relevant to that episode. Um, and we we hope to with Garrett on the show to sort of, you know, launch that conversation and and get the ball rolling. The day okay. you guys talk about Shuttlepod One, that is going to be a very <laughs> special episode because let's be honest, that that inspired everything yeah. for the Shuttlepod. You know, it's, it's why it's called oh, the Shuttlepod. Ma- yeah. yeah, that was the beginning of our show. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, Mal- Malcolm and Trip scissored. It wasn't on camera, but it was, there was definite definite scissoring there. So anyway, scissoring. <laughs> yeah, I decided. <laughs> I don't know why they just did that, but you know, it was there was no oxygen. It was there might have been some rubbing or some <laughs> rubbing, some dog humping on Dominic's side part. But uh... I'm so sorry, <laughs> mother and father. Would be like, oh come on, come on. Yeah, I, I'm this so conversation sorry. Conversation is dedicated to Goodwill's parents. I'm, I'm so sorry, my parents. <laughs> I Tiffany, s- uh, it's <laughs> Wang or it's Wong, right? It's Wong, Garrett, Garrett yeah. Wong. Yeah. yeah. Um, if somebody tried to correct me the other day and it, it, it got into my brain a little bit. Well, it's one of these tough things where when you know the character and then you're used to not saying the actor's name out loud, it's like going, oh, how the hell do you actually pronounce that? Like, you know who they are, but like, you know, like Quark, where Armin Shimmerman, where I'm just like going, I've never needed to say that out loud until we started this, you know, <laughs> like I've always known it, but if... I've never... If we do get a spin-off of Picard, Star Trek Legacy, or whatever it's going to be called, and we don't see at least Commodore Kim, I will be pissed. <laughs> because that, that boy needs a promotion. I think I'm seeing Terry at dinner tonight. I'm not sure. Uh, yes. Uh, he tried to push it through, didn't he? He tried, he's to, amazing. He tried to get um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harry Kim a promotion. S- send him uh, our love and our envy that he's got DeLoreans. That's all I'm I, I also kind of want to uh, just say for a second, um, since you're asking what we're doing, uh, since we're moving into our, into our new space, um, mm. we are sort of actively finding um, Star Trek themed or science fiction themed shows that can fit with what we do, that don't mm. necessarily cross over into yeah. what we do, but are like good little mm. uh, b- bonus. So like unplanned Trek. Uh, mm-hmm. is now a part of the Shuttlepod show family. It's a part of the Treks and Trekkers network that we're going to be launching. Treks and Trekkers is going to be Star Trek themed. 
podcasts and YouTube shows and live events. Uh, so uh, we are about to announce our next live event, which will come up uh, next uh, February, March, somewhere in there. Um, we had we we had our first one earlier this year, um, kind of near the anniversary of the launch of uh, Star Trek Enterprise, or I'm sorry, the episode start uh, Shuttlepod one. Hmm. Um, so uh, we're excited to launch that as well. Uh, we hope to start doing two events a year and to have a bigger pres presence at the conventions so that we can hang out with all of you since the most fun I've ever had in my life is hanging out with <laughs> everyone who was at STLV. Well, that's it from the people in the chat. It sounds like everyone absolutely loved it. They had a great time. Yeah. And all those people uh, that were at Destination Trek this weekend, I am so mm. jealous of you guys. Uh, I'm really uh, jealous. How nice. Yeah. That would have been nice to go to that. <laughs> yeah. God help you, Mark, if you ever come to the UK. <laughs> but um no guys if uh you are not already a, a subscriber to the shuttle pod show on youtube please click on the links below they have a fantastic patreon you get a load of exclusive content via their patreon channel well worth supporting as you've seen your support helps them uh grow leaps and bounds they've got a studio guys they've got way more than what we, we have got, we got our own space i'm so excited we are Don't show the keys, but somebody was like, "Do not show the keys on camera." <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you can cut be them. Able, yeah. Crazy people yeah. will be able to trace yeah. it to the like, room uh, or something. You can oh, you no, can I... cut them now. Yeah, we are we are forever grateful for you coming on um, to our porky little show. We um, we do this with love. We love talking about Star Trek, um, and yeah, we we just. <laughs> We are honoured to to have you on and to have fun with us, and at least you. Oh laugh. my God! How fun! This is the blast. This is the. I couldn't think of a better way to spend my uh, morning, my brunch. You are always, you are always welcome. You are always, always welcome. So, guys, this has been trekking. I'm up telling now. you, the TOS movie series reviews. We got to nail it. We will It'll be fun. We will sort uh, dates towards the end of uh, Lower Decks, and we we will yeah. we will hammer them out. But oh my god, it's, this has been this has been absolutely incredible, guys. The description below, if you haven't seen it already, is just a litany of all of our friends, uh, our hashtag Trek family, uh, Nerdy Up North links, because Nerdy Up North, we are everywhere. We've got a huge Facebook community, 8,500, nearly 15,000 on our page. Please go and like us on Facebook. We've got a Twitch where I act like an absolute prat uh, with shovels mm -hmm. or do something funny with unicorn headbands. I do have... Come at me, Disney. I do have a Disney one now. Come um, at me, Disney. Come at me, wow. Disney. I am a Disney <laughs> princess, apparently. So that's canon. I'm gorgeous. I'm gorgeous. Um, we, you're, uh, like the, you're like the guy with the American flag standing on the beach as the hurricane comes. Come at me, <laughs> come Mickey. At me. It's Mickey versus Mickey. So no, it's come, come at me, Hillary. It, ooh. Um, hmm. uh, <laughs> where do I go with that? Anyway, uh, Nerdy Up North can be found on Facebook, on Twitch, obviously on YouTube. We are on Threads for some strange reason. We are on Instagram. We are on the I Tick and the Talk. I can't make my Threads work. It's... I can't make Threads work. I don't know. It, it, every time I open it up, it says there's a, a problem. And I've oh, really? deleted it and reinstalled it. I don't know what's going on. I, your, your shuttle pod's tagged in, um, but obviously, as you're not on there yet, you, when you log in, when you eventually get it, you're going to be like, oh, Michael has tagged you into 30,000 different <laughs> um, 
we like I said, we're also on uh, Twitter. You can find me uh, on Twitter slash X slash whatever he wants to call it at Goodwill None. The very wonderful Sonoise has their own Twitch channel. They've got <laughs> a girl podcast. Anything else you would like to promote while you are here? Because you're yeah, going to be a you... busy. You're going to be very I am busy. So busy, and it's it's the, people are trying to arrange stuff, and I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Uh, yeah, so basically tomorrow I'm do- going down to Annick Gardens, which is the castle that is the exteriors for Hogwarts in the Harry it Potter is, movies yes. and stuff. I'm staying there for a week uh, to help out with the Mr. Gay Great Britain and Mr. Gay Europe uh, competition, where the final is next Saturday. But hilariously, uh, I've, been, I've got messages that I need to check from Sean Perrick. But uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a special episode of the podcast. L- not live, we're going to pre-record it because of data uh, Wi-Fi, yeah, hurricanes, hurricanes. yeah, hurricanes, Voldemort, hurricane, hurricane. Uh, We're going to pre-record an episode with Stuart Hatton Jr., who is a massive Trek fan and also former Mr. Gay World twice over, Mm. and Sean Ferrick coming in remotely, uh, and that should come out next Saturday. And then next Saturday, I will be at the finals of Mr. Gay Great Britain, uh, interviewing people and doing videos for the Girl Podcast, which is G-U-R-L Global. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is an LGBT plus podcast that I'm part of where we interview drag queens. So if you check that out on YouTube, uh, on Spotify and all of that streaming stuff, uh, we've interviewed people like Jimbo, Jinx Monsoon, uh, Diabetti was a fun one. All yeah, loads of amazing queens and stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, and then the week after, I'm performing at Lindisfarne Festival as part of a drag troupe. Where and I have a week off. At Lindisfarne Festival, which is nuts. I <laughs> have yes, a week we... off while he's working. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. So basically, next week, next Saturday, there's going to be another episode of the podcast. Then there's not one the week after. And then after that, I think we're doing Lower Decks, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And so, then yeah, the week after that, the week after that, I'm going to America and never coming back. but yeah guys all the links in below all the links for the people below they are absolutely awesome we've obviously got yes the the as uh, someone has just pointed out there dj kitty cat the wonderful sean ferrick yes sean ferrick from (laughs) trek culture who is is wunderbar he's absolutely wonderful (laughs) wunderbar he's wunderbar yes um (laughs) trek culture clone star podcast the shuttle pod show spectrum sanctorum we do love Joe and Jason, and everyone involved in Spectrum. And obviously, if you like the music in the intro, track. Unplanned yeah. Trek. If you like the music at the beginning of this episode, this was done by the wonderful 20-foot-tall Adam, the, the gorgeous Viking man that can put me on the turn just from the, the very look of him. Yes, hello. Um, <laughs> He's that tall. Hello. Other than that, there guys. Hello. Yeah. Hello. 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 <laughs> Other than that, guys, this has been Trekking Up North. We are going to sign off now. Until next week, stay safe. Look after each other. We love you. Bye-bye. Miles? Miles? Oh, Oh, God.